Welcome, everybody, to episode number 48 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today we're going to be talking about the new Microsoft Surface tablet. It was announced earlier this week uh, as part of our main segment, and that's going to be along with uh, like our extended kind of news segment. So that's all going to be lumped into one segment with the Microsoft Surface tablet being the focus and also the primary piece of news for the week. So there's that. Uh, for teasers, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Bagit, Dead Space, which got deleted in last week's last segment, <laughs> Resistance 3, Saints Row the Third, Tiny Tower, which was talked about last week a little bit? No. No? no. Okay. Uh, Pocket Planes, was that talked about last week at all? Nope. nope. Okay. Eric has a FIFA, FIFA accomplishment that he wants to discuss. And then Borderlands. Oh, and I played Skyrim. So I'll be talking about I that. I saw later, you too. on there just digging in, Dave. Yeah, I dug in. Oh, I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to have it beaten uh, by today's podcast, and you'll find out later if I did Whoa. or not. So. Uh, but first, nibble bits. Corey, what do you have for nibble bits? South Korean government banned sale of all virtual items, uh, thanks to Diablo three. <laughs> wow. They, yeah, they said the main uh, the, the government. Or the spokesman for the government said the main purpose of games is for entertainment and should be used for academic and other good purposes. Um, and they're levying a forty-three thousand dollar fine for those that break the law. Wow. Does, yeah. do, do you have any idea how they track that sort of stuff? No, they I probably just think it's, they probably know. have their ways. Yeah. Or it's it, one of those things, you know, like people do it anyway, but only a few people that are dumb get caught. Right, right, right. Well, I know at least in EverQuest two and. Um, Oh, probably not Star Wars Galaxies, but that's I know World of Warcraft. The primary um, gold farmers were Korean. That sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so that speaks a little bit to about Diablo three. Um, yeah. Bioshock one, Bioshock two, and all of the associated DLC is going to be put into one package called the Ultimate Rapture Edition. Uh, depending on the price point, I would highly recommend. It. Well, I guess pretty much at any price, I would recommend it. Yeah, that's a pretty cool deal. Them. The first one's excellent. Second one is good. Yeah. Uh, Saints Row the Third, the Third's upcoming DLC got bumped to inclusion in Saints Row Four. I guess it was called Enter the Dominatrix. Um, and yeah, instead of releasing it as DLC for the third game, it's just going to be included in Saints Row the Fourth. Uh-huh. Uh, last one I have is Civ Five and its new expansion pack, Crusaders. What is it? Crusaders and Kings. Oh. Something like that, or gods and crusade, god kings, crusaders. No, it's got gods, and crusaders and kings. God, I don't know. gods and kings. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's now available <laughs> on online. It's in the play pack bundle. One of us should look that up, but I'm not going to. I think it's gods and kings. That's in the play pack it's, bundle. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. Yeah. Especially if it doesn't run on your particular PC. Like mine. Oh, mine. me? Then you, yep, then you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to have to check that out. So for 10 bucks, sign up for OnLive Play Pack. And, uh, is it 10 bucks? Yeah, 10 bucks. Sign up for OnLive Play Pack and play Civ 5. Yeah, because if, I mean, if it's only a type of game that you're only going to play one you know, one match of. I'm still on my first match that I started with Civ 5. I mean, I didn't play it as much as I would like, but still. We'll oh, I played that a little bit today too so i'll talk about that later oh boy yeah okay all right anything else Corey? that's it all right well um my notes are valve gives away portal 2 for free to teachers with steam for school 
So they're going to be implementing Portal 2 into schools now. And uh, my only other one is Episode 2 of The Walking Dead video game will be out towards the end of June. It's supposedly much more brutal than the last one. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yep. All right, Eric, what do you got? Got a few here, Dan. Uh, Windows Phone 8 was announced, and it is uh, going to support microtransactions for the apps. Oh. And Zynga has been confirmed as somebody that's going to bring their stuff to the platform. I'm sure they're going to. Yep. They've already confirmed uh, they're going to start with Words with Friends and draw something. Oh. So. Okay. Uh, Willem Dafoe of Boondock Saints fame. If you haven't seen it, you should. Yes. Um, he is, it, There's rumors that he's going to be starring in um, Beyond Two Souls on the PS3. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of his, so I thought that was cool. And go, if you get a chance, to Kotaku and look at the article about Parks and Recreation, uh, Ron Swanson. Uh, this some guy. Let me get his name here. Uh, Justin Russo. He made a label of <laughs> a Ron Swanson video game on a Nintendo cartridge. It's pretty sweet looking. Nice. I love Ron Swanson. He's I'll one of my favorite characters ever. So, it's called Swanson. All the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So give that a look if you get a chance. Alrighty. All right. What did I have for nibble bits? Uh, Capcom confirms Okami HD will be released in North America for $19.99. Uh, no release date yet, though. Uh, the Secret World's final beta weekend runs from 9 a.m. Pacific on June 22nd to 11.59 p.m. Pacific on June 24th. It's the final beta weekend, so if you want to give the game a try, uh, give it a try this weekend. I guess I actually uh, saw that you have to register by tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you have to be registered before Friday, so I guess it might be a little late for people that are listening to this. Unless you're listening Thursday night. Right. Um, register for the free yeah, beta. Yeah, register immediately if you want to give it a try. And then WWE 13 is offering Mike Tyson as a downloadable... Did I say WWE 13 is offering Mike Tyson as a playable character exclusively for pre-orders nice. pre-orderers of the game so any of you who wanted to see mike tyson in world wrestling this is your opportunity i feel like at some point i am going to buy another wrestling game yeah maybe this is, this the is one. my chance they're fun back in the they're, day they are fun mike i mean tyson. i'm not into the whole thing now but they're fun to play it's more realistic than than the actual than mma <laughs> <laughs> mixed martial arts <laughs> Yeah, those pussies in the UFC got nothing on they John got, Cena. Oh, nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. John did you guys, go did ahead. you guys see the, the developer that made the UFC games is going to make a lingerie football game? THQ? Yeah, well, THQ is the publisher. I think it's like Uke or something like oh, that. Oh, the developer. No, I yeah. didn't, didn't hear that. Mm-mm. They're making a lingerie football game huh. based on lingerie football. Cool. That exists? Yeah. <laughs> when are we getting one of the teams here in Binghamton? I don't know if we I want. I don't know. It. I'm surprised there isn't already. Yeah, Dan, you're right. I mean, we, do we want that here? We would have to import our players. Import some some new talent into yeah. the city. Yes. Yeah, talent's <laughs> getting a little stanky around. <laughs> the having a nice body is a higher requirement than being athletic. So. Uh, well, that's we're still looking. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's probably a good thing. That's way. You don't want you don't want something that's too athletic. No. Like that. <laughs> you don't want like a China. <laughs> I was going to say base, China. First baseman on the softball team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Corey, how's your week? Uh, it was good. Not much to report. 
Nothing. Didn't do anything special other than the usual things I do on weekends. So I don't okay. really have much to talk about. All right. Well, uh, Will, what do you got? Finished up school. I took my last two regions exams. Pretty excited. End of the year clap for you. Yeah, I probably failed my trigonometry regions. It's impossible, <sighs> but whatever. It's summertime. Working full time now, playing video games. You know, relaxing. Living the dream. Yep. I've so you have two full-time jobs, playing video games and working. Exactly. Nice. School's done at the perfect time. It's been a rough year. Nice. But other than that, okay. uh, I don't think I did anything. If I did, I forgot. Okay. What do you, what do you got for us, Eric? Uh, what did I do? I, I watched a lot of the uh, Euro soccer tournament. Uh-huh. Um, pretty much every team I was rooting for is out, except for Germany. Okay. And they look Germ- like the favorites right now. I was going to so. say, Germany usually does pretty well. Yeah, they've so. got a really good team. So I've been watching that. I've been playing a ton of soccer. Um, that's basically it, I think. Uh-huh. Eric, did you see EA's new controller layout for FIFA? I didn't. You know what? I was going to watch that, but I was somewhere where I couldn't watch it, so I forgot. It's pretty cool. I'll watch it during one of our breaks. Yeah, they have uh, a button. You press the it's the cry like a baby button, and uh-huh. all you do is, is press B. Because they're trying to make FIFA more realistic. Yeah. So they removed all the buttons except for the B button, the cry like a baby button. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. No, that's cool, Corey. <laughs> that's neat. And somebody posted that on Reddit, <laughs> so I sent it to you. You get their name because I'm going to find them. <laughs> what about if you're playing as Team Italy and you you, you got to have a dive button? <laughs> Team Italy and Spain. No, they, be... they thought of that. They incorporated that into the cry like a baby button. Okay. What sport is this? Oh boy! I just remember that World Cup a couple years ago, where Italy just every time someone touched them, they went down like a sack of potatoes. Italy is notorious for that. It was like an entire team of Sidney Crosby's. Yeah, Italy and Spain. Spain wines and bitches, and Italy uh, dives just constantly. Yeah, I just remember it was uh, it was the final. It was France and Italy. Maybe was it? And well, I can tell you, Italy was just. Those are my two least favorite teams. Oh, really? That's who I was rooting against, and they both made it to the next round. Oh, okay. So hopefully they lose. Yeah. It was it was, it was was really bad. It didn't speak well for the sport. No, that's that's the problem. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't speak well for any sport, or hockey, even, oh. when you see people take dives. It doesn't really happen in football, I don't think. No. Maybe a DB, if he gets bumped a little too right. hard, <laughs> will go down. <laughs> yeah, no. you, you never want to hit the douchebag too hard. No. Uh, my week it was uh, Father's Day weekend, so Dan, yeah, I had my second Father's Day. I texted you, right? Yes, you did. All right, good. Yes, you did. Uh, I had a barbecue on Friday, which was fun. I had we had friends over for dinner on Saturday, which was fun, and then Father's Day was was a long day, but it was a lot of fun. So I had I had a really good weekend. A lot of beer drinking, uh, a lot of sitting in the sun, which was nice. I did a fair amount of drinking this weekend, too, Yeah, I, I didn't drink a ton of beer. Me three. But, you know, can't help it. Not at all. So, uh, I feel like there's something else I wanted to say, but, oh, well. I'm battling some allergies, so if I sniffle, I'm trying to keep it off, off mic, but if you hear me sniffle, that's, that can't help it too much. Uh, so I think that's everything. So we're going to take a quick break and be back with our main segment on the Microsoft Surface tablet and our news right after this.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 48 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are going to be talking at least primarily about the Microsoft Surface tablet. This was announced on, was it Tuesday? It doesn't matter. Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, it's Microsoft's, I don't know if it's an answer to the iPad, but it's their it's their version of a tablet. And it's actually made by Microsoft. It's not made by, you know, one of their partners. It's... It was designed and is going to be manufactured actually by Microsoft. So, um, what they announced it's going to be coming in two different models. Uh, both have a 10.6 inch clear type HD display, uh, built in stand, uh, touch sensitive keyboard case with multi touch trackpad, and HDMI outs. Now, that there is going to be two different models there's Surface for uh, Windows RT, which has the ARM processor, it'll be a little bit lighter and thinner than the other one. Uh, it's got a USB 2.0 port, and it comes in 32 or 64 gigabyte models, uh, sizes, hard drive sizes, I guess. And then there's Surface for Windows 8 Pro, which has an Intel Core processor, USB 3.0 port. Uh, it's a little thicker and heavier than the other one, and it comes in 64 and 128 gigabyte sizes, so... Uh, reactions, Corey. What do you What do you think? Well, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't follow it at all um, right. until you said we were going to do this. So I oh. just read. I read a little bit about it. Uh-huh. Um, I think my initial reaction was great, um, but at the same time, like they haven't announced a price or anything, which I feel is right. kind of a big deal. Um, you know, they didn't really talk about specific hardware or anything like that. I think all they really specified was like the wattage system which means very little all, um, well all the specs were listed oh they um, were yeah yeah I, I found them i didn't uh i just wrote down the basics do you want me to, i oh, think really? i have them actually let me look real quick is it gonna mean anything to us probably not that's why i wrote down the important ones really yeah um like an nvidia arm cpu yeah that's the yeah the but that doesn't mean RT. anything without like numbers right attached to it yeah that's a good point so what were we saying go ahead I don't know, like, for me, the biggest thing, so the iPad was supposed to be this tool that was not quite a laptop and more than a cell phone. It was supposed to fill that gap in between the two. Yeah. Um, But when the iPad came out, all I could think, and I still think to this day, is it's just a huge iPhone. Yeah. Like, it doesn't doesn't really fill in any gaps for me other than, like, a bigger screen. Um, Right, which is better for watching movies, maybe. Yeah, and so a couple when this games. came out, I was like, great. Like, this, this to me, is the, the best, like, in-between device. Yeah. Um, not quite a laptop, especially with the magnetic uh, keyboard. Yeah, it's got, much like the iPad, it's got a magnetic case that it goes in. Um, that's just a flap, and when you open the flap, it turns the thing on. 
Um, but also the keyboard. Right, but this one it's got a keyboard, which um, I've I've been using the iPad a lot more, especially when I'm planning this episode. And a lot of times I want to just type stuff out, and still the one or two finger pushing stuff on the iPad. But this has the full keyboard, so that actually could be, and I think especially for business people, it could be a like a laptop replacement almost. You know, mm-hmm. it's because it's super small and. Right. And it has the the trackpad on the thing, which I don't really like. But it's also got a USB port, so you could plug into a mouse, uh, plug a mouse into it if you wanted. Totally, so I think, yeah, I think that's one of those important. Yeah, um, exactly. And I mean, not to say you couldn't find like a Bluetooth mouse or keyboard for your iPad. No, they make them. Yeah, they make them. Yeah, they them. do make them. But like at at the same time, like this is just ready made for all the stuff that you already have. You know, right. it has a keyboard and it's got USB ports, so you can just plug your old mouse into it. Yeah, like you don't have to. It, you don't have to carry anything extra. You don't have to carry a little Bluetooth Bluetooth keyboard or anything else. It it flaps on and is, you know, it's. I think if they said it's point three inches thick, uh, the the, um, actual keyboard part of it. Yeah. So, I'm very interested, and if it's not too expensive, I'll probably end up getting one. Yeah, I will too. Same here. Um, and primarily because of all the integration with with right. the Xbox and stuff. Exactly. So. Although I think they are starting to bring that stuff more over to the iOS and Android devices too, but yeah. you know you can't go wrong with getting something that's made to work with Absolutely what not. your your Xbox. So well, yeah, I, I mean I'm sure Smart Glass was developed partly with the oh, service of mine. Yeah, um, that whole idea of, of integrating devices, especially yeah. tablets. Yeah, I mean now all of a sudden if if Smart Glass is becomes a thing we already now we have a keyboard to use too for our games and you know whatever else which would be awesome for like messaging on xbox live oh yeah oh my god yeah Yeah. instead of doing it right there you can just do it on your tablet while you're playing yeah i agree that would be awesome i agree and i mean the usb port with the xbox controller you just plug an xbox controller into it and stream your games to your to your tablet which we'll talk about because I'm going to talk about the Xbox 720 leak of information. Oh, uh, but as part of that, yeah, as part of that, there they the documents mention uh, acquisition of a cloud gaming service. People are speculating on live. Oh. Um, but you know, so yeah, there's that right there. So if you can carry around your your Microsoft Surface tablet that has a keyboard on it, you can plug a mouse into it. You can plug your your Xbox controller into it and cloud game. Yeah. What more could awesome. you ask for? You can't <laughs> ask for anything yeah. more, Dan, at this day and yeah. age. Maybe a case of beer with it. But yeah, I mean, definitely. A case I think of beer we can with handle it. that. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest thing is the operating system. It's going to have Windows 8, which yeah. is like a fully fledged operating system that can run all the software that you have. Right. Yeah. Um, which that, I mean, that's really Microsoft Im- Office. Yeah. Uh, that's stuff like that. that's, that's really what important. I was say like if it can run Microsoft Office. Oh, yeah. and Like literally, I will not need my laptop. Mm-hmm. I won't. It's pretty much it can be a laptop replacement, right? Especially the the more expensive one with the better specs on it, right? It could easily be a laptop replacement, I think. So, yeah. Start saving up, damn it. And one of the things they were they were going for, I think, with it is is trying to tap into the business market because you know businesses will buy those things in huge numbers if if they think they're you know they'll work for the employees. The iPad has you know some limitations. I heard the thumbstick athletes are going to start supplying all of their employees in both studios here and in the new york studio yeah. in brooklyn with with ipads no or the new tablets with the microsoft surface yes i heard that too and another good thing about it is you know hopefully it's competition for apple and the the only really tablets that are doing really well are the ipad and then the kindle fire 
Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this will be competition for those two, and they'll make their stuff better and cheaper. And sure. That's always a good thing, you know. So. My guess is it's going to come in at a pretty high price, though. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, one of they said the more expensive one is gonna is gonna be like an ultrabook price, which is yeah. like what? Eh, eight hundred bucks. They usually start at. So, but that's the higher end model. If the lower end model comes in at six hundred, that's an iPad, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but what's the point of getting that? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna splurge for a Surface, you might as well get the Windows good one. 8 version. Yeah, the really good one. That's yeah. how I usually look at it too. Yeah. That's that's what I would do too. Probably is get the good one, if I could afford it. But we'll see. We'll see when the time comes. There's a lot of, a lot of variables into this. Yeah. I did read an interesting article though. Um, it was titled "Microsoft Might Not Really." And that wasn't the title. I guess I didn't write down the title. <laughs> but the gist of the article was that Microsoft might not really care whether it sells or not. Um, and this was written by Marcus Wilson on Wired, and he says uh, a lot of it is to just build hype for Windows 8. Yeah. And he uses the example of Google. Um, Google was the same type of thing, you know. They just licensed software out to to hardware manufacturers to put on their devices. Um, except when they launched the Nexus, which ended up failing after a year and a half. But um, having done that, you know, they put they had Android on there, and um, you know, Android was this great operating system. So by doing that, they built hype for this operating system. And he says at the end of 2010, a few months after the Nexus died, Android had passed Apple in the U.S. for market share. And three months after that, Android passed BlackBerry to become the country's leading smartphone operating system. Yeah. So if Microsoft is kind of following that model, you know, Microsoft Surface might fail. But at the same time, if it really pimps Windows 8 and people start going crazy for it, they've achieved their goal. Right, right. I can't see it failing. I think it'll be. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things to to keep in mind, too, is that, you know, Microsoft has the track record of getting things right the second time, too. You know, they came out with the Xbox, and it did okay. There's some good games for it, but the Xbox 360 was really, I think, a huge success for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they don't get this first one right, I think they'll definitely, they'll, you know, if, if as long as it does okay, they'll they'll get it right the second time. So, What hardware does Microsoft manufacture other than the Xbox and Kinect? Well, they were doing the, like, Zune for oh, a while Zune, which they don't do anymore right no. and the the what was that phone they had that failed the kin oh uh, yeah microsoft i think so kin. yeah was it yeah. microsoft or was it made by someone else no it was, it was theirs was it yeah i think i'm pretty sure yeah i don't re- yeah i just vaguely remember that that was their phone yep so but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds promising, and it comes at a good time, especially with the, all the smart glass stuff that's supposed to drop, and yeah, you know, hopefully no it can reinvigorate day, right? the no. the generation of consoles a little bit somehow. Right. Yeah, I'm really, really the main thing is I'm hoping for a competitor for Apple, you know. Yeah. So and Amazon, to an extent too, because the, the more competition the, the we kin- get, the better prices. We're yeah, gonna the get. Kindle Fire has sold pretty well, so. Okay, that's all I wanted to talk about for that, I think. Anyone else have anything they want to add about the Microsoft Surface tablet? Is anybody going to get it? I I want to. It depends when it comes out. I'll probably get it at some point. L- what about this? So you have this money, and you can either buy an iPad or a Microsoft Surface. What are you buying? I'll probably get a Surface. Surface, yeah. Surface. Uh, my wife already has an iPad, so Me too. I would, probably wouldn't get another one of those. Well, I don't have one, but I'm agreeing that I would also buy one. Right. Well, like you said, the iPad's a big iPhone, pretty much. There's yeah. a few I, other I still, things you can I honestly, do. Honestly, I still don't get the the iPad allure. Yeah. It's like I can do 
all that stuff on my phone. Yeah. And it's smaller, and I already have it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get, I get the bigger screen, and I don't know. But other than that, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. Who wants to go first with their new story? Corey, we'll let you go first. <laughs> I'll make great. you go first. Uh, all right, so the Xbox 720 leak. Yeah, because um, this is kind of related, so it's good that you're going first. Kind of took off all over the internet. The article I chose to mine information from was written by Jeff Grubb on GamesBeat, and it was titled, Leaked Microsoft Document Details $300 Xbox 720 in 2013. Connect Glasses and OnLive Acquisition. So I think the best way to go through all this stuff would just to be just to read um, some of the features they mentioned in uh-huh. the document and then discuss them a little bit. Yeah. So we'll start with the $300 price tag. How do you guys feel about that? That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's awesome. That's perfect. I, I think if that's actually the case, Nintendo cannot charge more than $200 for their system. No, you're exactly they just can't. right. They Nobody's going to buy a Wii U no. if it's more than that. If they announce the price shortly before the Nintendo comes out, I don't think anyone's going to buy it. Well, there will be a handful of people to buy a Nintendo, but it's going to make it not worth having it, I don't think. Um, that's that's a super low price tag, like 300 bucks for, what did you say, Connect Glass? Glass? Did it come with a Connect? Yeah, Connect 2. It's no, no, no. built in? No, no. It was just listing some of the uh, some of the leaked information about like the future of Xbox. This document that came out kind of uh, demonstrates like what Microsoft wants to do until 2015 with the Xbox brand. It wasn't necessarily okay. saying like this is a bundle of stuff coming out. It's just right, saying, right, right. Like, oh, this, I see, I see, I see. This okay. is gonna you know come along with the Xbox 720. Yeah, I mean, I think the $300 price tag is a great start. That's not very much. Yeah, I will say though before we get too far into this that everything I read, it's I mean, of course, like this is what they want, but it all seems like a best case scenario. Right. Um, for everything so i would say 300 dollars is like perfect yeah a lot of ways. um any less than that and you know I'm, i'd be like holy crap that's cheap and any, what are they well, missing I, I could i could even see it going to like 350 maybe um but you're right like if this is true i mean we nintendo isn't going to be able to charge less than 300 dollars for the wii u they just can't otherwise they'll lose money on every sale right um so yeah if if the $300 price tag for Xbox 720 is true. I would expect it to be announced shortly before the Wii U comes out. Um, to keep people from buying the system. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So, that's that's, that's fantastic. I think if they were able to charge $300, yeah. next generation is already won. <laughs> when I saw that, I got a huge boner. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, 300 thanks. God, it's not more than that. Yeah, but I mean, like Corey said, it's su- probably subject to change, but that's probably about where they want to get it at least. Right. Yeah. So that's good. Okay. Uh, so we'll go on to Connect Two. Um, some of the features they talked about with that is four-player simultaneous use of the Connect. Mm-hmm. Well, I have very little experience with the Connect. I I don't really care about that. I don't know, Eric. Do you care about that? Not even a little. Don't. They got to make it so it works with one person before yeah. they can make it <laughs> That's what so I was it works with say. four. Yeah, right. And you'd have to have a freaking huge living room. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, dedicated hardware processor. That's probably means, that's a good thing. Yeah. Which means it'll probably run a little bit better, a little less latency. Um, a more accurate camera. Higher quality microphone. And more versatile in that it'll work in more confined spaces, which is what you just said. That's yeah. good, yeah. And the ability to control it while you're sitting down. 
again, like these are all like perfect case scenarios. Of course, we want it to work better and faster, and you know. So that's probably what accessible. they're working toward, anyway. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, if that's all true, great. Uh, I mean, we still have yet to see any software that is worth a damn on the Connect. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Um, I don't think any of us really care about Connect. So I'm more no. more interested in the voice control of the Connect than the movement control. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so cloud gaming. Apparently, um, Microsoft is anticipating complete cloud streaming of games by 2015. Wow. And the article actually, or the the document actually mentions OnLive as a possible acqu acquisition. I guess they kind of see cloud gaming as a competitor. Um, so the idea is for them to snatch up the competition before it really takes off. Right. Well, they uh, have the resources to do it, so if yeah, anyone's going to be able to the buy consumer, them. The consumer will never need to upgrade hardware again. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> no. Yes. One of us on this podcast said this is the last generation. Corey of... said it. Thank you. Yeah. I said that. And that's exactly what the document says, so I was a little happy when I saw that, that they feel like you'll never need to upgrade your hardware again. Huh. And it'll, it'll, and, and somewhere I read that they, they mentioned like, this is the last hard console, um, as we know it. I don't know. If I, I could like see that. that. I don't like it, but I could see it. Yeah. See, I don't understand why you guys don't like but it. But Dan, I mean, check it out. We're, we're going to get another <laughs> 10 years out of that, you know? Yeah, we'll see. By that time, we're going to be 40. Yeah. 45 even. Probably. Yeah, I saw I saw today. Um, Go ahead. Uh, there, some analyst, Michael Pachter, he's kind of famous. Oh yeah. I guess. Um, and said that the Xbox 720 isn't going to come out till spring of 2014. <gasps> I hope they don't do that to me. So I mean, me that's off. really that's two years from now. So if that happens, and you got to figure they're going to get at least six years after that. We're talking 2020 before the next console comes out, out, out after that. Like. Of course, everything's going to be on the cloud by then, don't you think? Probably. Yeah. 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 I don't, yeah, like Dan, though, I don't like that. And the older I get, the less I'm going to like that. Yeah. The I more you want it to go back to the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I think that's normal. Like Corey, the older you get, the le the less you like, like, change and innovation. That's just the way of life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I agree. Hang on a second. I'm being summoned. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I Maybe that's that's when I make my jump back to only PC gaming because I'll always have like a PC. I don't think I can ever do that. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, the the I would way prefer its consoles. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I mean, if they do figure out a way that you don't need to keep buying a new system but still get increasingly high quality games, yeah, then I don't yeah. Know. So you guys don't like it just because you don't think the games will be the same. Well, if it's all coming from the cloud, it probably doesn't matter other than your video screen, you know? No, I'm saying, like, the type of games that would come out. Are you? Are... No, I just don't like it because it's different than having a console. You're just, and, you... and buying a game at GameStop for yeah. 60 yeah. bucks. Used to having the hard copy. Of yeah, everything. I'm like, damn, so I like just, having it. Yeah. You, it's like the same argument of, like, I like having a physical newspaper delivered to my door every day. Yep. As opposed to reading it online. Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's more of like a tradition thing than like a, a like a technical standpoint. Yeah, at me, I like to have control over my media. Although, yeah. even if you buy a hard copy anymore, that doesn't mean you have control over it. You can only install it twice. Yeah, all the DRM makes me sick, but 
I don't know, companies like CD Projekt Red are like fighting against that. So, yeah, I, I actually did. You read today? I read today that um, they're responsible for distributing Diablo three in Poland. Oh, really? And, yeah, and they said, actually, yeah, they said themselves if if it were up to them, they would have an offline option for Diablo three. I I like them. They're, they should that's have a, that's, a, that's a good company. That's something yeah. I don't understand. Why the fuck would they not have that? I don't know. CD Projekt Red. They want to be in control this? of everything. What? CD Projekt Red's doing this? Yeah. Good bless. God bless them. I'm getting yeah. to the point now where I will never buy another EA game. Really? Yeah, I actually read an interview today on Kotaku. On with, oh, with Peter Moore? Yeah, with Peter Moore. I saw that too. And I don't know. That That's a whole other article. I don't want to get into it too much. But he's basically saying, like, all the stuff we talked about on the last episode, how um, the games industry is just changing. And EA is kind of at the front of it because they're so popular. So they're trying out all... They want gamers to be patient with them. Yeah. And they don't want all the hate because they're trying out all these different things. Um, they're trying all, 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 this, all these different ways of making money rather than making great games right. and hoping, you know, hoping people latch onto them, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, if that's... I said that to them, they'd be like, oh, it's not easy. It's not as easy as just making great games. And it's like, well, yes, I, it is. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Is you're supposed to make great games. No, it is. You're just being a dick. Yeah, exactly. You're just trying to make money off of yeah. off of not having to make great games. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm hoping that that lingerie football game comes out and it's freaking awesome. It's not going to be, though. You never know. It's made by the guys that made the old UFC games. They were pretty good. They were, but they're not lingerie football games. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If it's like NFL Street. NFL... That's what I'm saying. Nah. Like, yeah, we've but... talked about how we feel about Madden and, like, in, in sports games in general, the more real they try to make them, the less fun the game becomes. There's got to be that balance because I, I still I still prefer a simulation to an arcade. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But but there is that balance, and I think we talked about it in like some of the 2K games that came out before. Yeah. He bought up the exclusive license for the sports. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. NFL but 2K5 that, was really arcadey, but it was also really awesome, and it was, it was only twenty bucks. It was a great game. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But anyway, that's a whole tangent. We yeah. That. No. Maybe next podcast. Yeah. Um, another feature was the Project Fortaleza, which is essentially Google Glasses for Xbox. And they're anticipating a 2014 launch for this. Um, it basically, it's just augmented. I don't know if you guys saw the Google Glasses yes. demo video. No. No. It's basically a pair of sunglasses you wear, and it has augmented reality on your. It's like a little computer screen in your eye. Um, with a, a user interface and they showed like somebody would call you and it would show at the bottom of your glasses like in your eye and you could just say you know answer the phone call and then you talk to this person or it broadcast where you are or um, I don't know like like imagine geocaching with your augmented reality glasses and yeah. like it's that nobody else sees but because you're wearing these glasses you see them yeah you know what that makes me think of is the uh Futurama episode with the iPhone, EYE phone. <laughs> that's a great episode. <laughs> and that's exactly, yeah. That's Shut up and take my money. <laughs> doesn't that, doesn't Futurama take place in like year 3000? 3000, yeah. 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 Yep. Hopefully it doesn't take that long to get that far. No, I know. It's weird. Like we're all, we're already almost there. Yeah. For that kind of technology. Yeah. Um, so this leaked document also had a holiday 2013 launch. We already talked about that might not be the case, but which 
would you guys be happy with a holiday 2013? Movie? Oh, yeah. I'd prefer oh, it if man. it came out sooner. Yeah. Well, rather I, than later. I think I'm happy with the, the holiday 2013. I, that's, I, I can get enough play out of my 360 till then. Yeah. There's enough good games coming out to tide, yeah. tide us over until then. I think. What about if it was three hundred dollars if it came out in spring of twenty fourteen? I'd still. Or I'm still gonna buy it for holiday twenty thirteen. I'm still gonna buy it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it could be four hundred. I'm still getting it. It could be five hundred. I would probably still buy it. Find a way. Yeah. I'm still gonna buy it. I would prefer it to be three hundred dollars and to come out in spring. holiday twenty thirteen. Right. But. Right. right. I mean, if I have to, I'll just have Tyler sell his body on the street. There you go. <laughs> Make some money. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler said he'd have to pay them to have sex with him. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of like where that's going. But like you said, a lot of that's best case scenario. Yeah, I I love the the direction of Microsoft right now. Everything that I'm hearing. Yeah. We'll see. I'm filling it. Yeah. What do you got, Corey? Uh, uh, Moving on to hardware. This will mean little to me other than the last thing I'll read, but uh, 68 ARM Intel 86 cores running at 2 gigahertz. Yeah. 4 gigs of memory, uh, dual-layered Blu-rays for the software, which equates to 50 gigabytes of optical storage per disk, which means you don't have to switch games, thankfully. Uh, three power PC cores for full backwards compatibility with 360. Ah, that yeah. would be fucking awesome. Yeah. be great. And now, those those specs may not seem like they're too high, but... It's different on a game system because it's all dedicated. It doesn't need to be running a million different things at once, so it's only got four gigs of RAM. That's actually like quite a bit. Yeah. Because a yeah. 360 only has 512. Oh wow, so it's way uh, more. Some of the earlier yeah. ones, I think, only had 256. I <laughs> think I read something that it's all the specs that they saw. It's like two, three times better than the 360 yeah. now, or something yeah, like at that. Yeah, at least three times. Six to eight times more powerful than the 360. Yeah, yeah. six to eight times. Holy shit! So gonna be awesome dude <laughs> yeah unreal 4 yeah <laughs> again i we'll, we'll get to it all right i'll just move on uh configured to manage power like a set-top box so i guess they're they want the thing to never really fully power down and they want it to act as like your home media hub kind of like your roku box yeah. that can also play games and have cable on it and whatever else you want to do love that. Your TV. yeah yeah my roku never turns off it sleeps i guess but it never turns off yeah and the last one is cellular compatibility with WiMAX and hsdpa which are the mobile standards for at&t sprint and t-mobile which means you'd have um like cell phone uh what's the word i'm looking for cell phone like connectivity with the cell phone networks okay so even if you didn't have internet you could go through 4g or 3g whatever have you oh you didn't say verizon though did yeah, you? no Verizon on there. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? Well, I, again, like Verizon's CDMA, they're different. That's, you might as well be talking uh, Japanese to me right now, Dan. I think I think Verizon's CDMA, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I used to know the differences in who was what, but I don't know anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the takeaway from that is that they want to have network connectivity with the cell phone networks. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you could make phone calls with it through your cell phone network well, maybe if know, you're if you're a place like where there's not if there's not good broadband you could use uh, if the cell phone networks are just going to get faster and better if you're not somewhere where they they ran wires for broadband you know that's true uh 
I mean, if, if this is a portable, well, it wouldn't be a portable console, but if it's a console you could take with you into a cabin in the woods, you could still get on Xbox Live. Maybe not play Xbox Live games, but still get on Xbox Live through right. the cell phone network and right. you know chat with your friends or catch up on messages or whatever people do on Xbox Live. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But again, I really feel like this is all best case scenario. And honestly, I think it was a controlled leak. I don't. Yeah, I was think thinking this that came out on accident. Yep. Yeah, um, I can see that. I mean, here we are talking about it, and we're all excited about just about everything they talked about. Yeah. So, go figure. Okay. And we're so far out. I mean, if it is going to be spring 2014, we're still two years out. Yeah. None of this stuff probably is ironed out for sure. I think it's just a matter of, you know, keeping it in the spotlight. Yeah, and some will will depend on the cost of hardware components when they actually go to manufacture the system, too. Sure. You know? Because I know the hard drive shortage is making hard drives super expensive because of all the flooding in Thailand yeah. a few months ago. So, you know, there's that. There's all right. that. All right. You got anything else for us, Corey? That's all I have on the controlled leak of Xbox 720. All right. Well, thank you for that. Eric, why don't you go next? What do you got? All right. Now, bear with me because Corey just sent me this article. So Okay. Um. It's about Peter Molyneux's new game. What did he do before, Corey? Fable. He was the guy behind Fable oh, at Lionhead Studios. Um, his new game coming out with his new studio, 22 Cans, is a massively multiplayer game. Uh, basically, I guess you start in a white room, and all there is in the room is a black box, and you get a chisel. And everybody else is doing the same thing. And you guys, you just keep chiseling away at this box. And only one person is going to be able to crack it open and see what's in the box. One person in the entire world that's playing it. Uh-huh. But you can upgrade your chisel. Now, I don't know what kind of money this is talking about. Do you, Corey? Because uh, it's, it's not dollars. It's euros or pounds. All right. Well, whatever it is, it's 50000 of them. Yeah, I think it comes out to be roughly 70000 American dollars. $70,000. Okay. Or seventy-seven. So maybe. you can get the one hundred thousand times more powerful chisel to get the box open, and basically he's just saying like it's, it's not a money-making exercise; it's a test about psychology, of monetization, uh-huh. and whether people are going to be because the game is called Curiosity. So, it's, are people going to be curious enough to spend how much money on a new chisel to be the one person that opens the box? Yeah, and, and see what's inside. And it. you kind of have to weigh out whether or not you think you have a chance of, of right. getting it or not. You know, right. Obviously, probably someone that that uh, upgrades their chisel is going to be the one to get it. But if there's a ton of people doing it, you know, maybe not. Right. Well, there's. it says, after a certain number of taps, the cube will open, revealing something truly amazing and absolutely unique to the player who performed the final hit. That's the key. The more expensive your chisel, the more likely you are to see the money shot. Yeah. There's only one black cube in the whole world, and everybody who's tapping and chipping and sculpting away at this cube is trying to figure out what's in the middle, and I'm not going to tell anyone. Huh. That's what he says. That's uh, kind of interesting. It is interesting. I, I do agree with it that. It is. Um, and they, I guess it's going to be part of, like, this this bigger experiment. There's, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. There's, like, 22 parts to it or something huh. that are going to come as, like, DLC. I don't know. And then I guess based off of his findings about how people react to all of it, that's how he's going to plan his, his next game in two years. Okay. 
I mean, I'm, a nerd. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's at least intriguing. I would never spend that kind of money. No. Not that I could. Wait, how much? Right. How much is it for the best chisel? 70 Gs. It's not bad. 70 Some, grand. I, I don't think any individual would pay. I mean, maybe somebody would, but I, I envision it being more like, you know, some, some corporation that has some money and will back this experiment or like a Kickstarter campaign. We should start Which, a Kickstarter. But doesn't that defeat the purpose if it's just a big company? Yeah, definitely. And that's why I think. It, that's why I, I think this is a flawed. He's just gonna learn that our country sucks just as much as he probably thought it did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's a, it's a flawed test for that very reason. I don't think yeah. any individual will pay that. No. Maybe well, that's what he, I was sure gonna say. May, that. I, maybe he, that's went into his thinking yeah. on whether or not people are gonna group together to try and be a group. Like, it's like a lottery. Yeah. yeah. If you think about but it. I, again, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that says about. The theory of monetiz- monetization. Yeah, I can't even say it. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he what he's looking for. I don't know. I, I guess I don't really get it. And I guess we'd have to know like the rest of what he's planning to come out with, like yeah. all the DLC and whatnot. But I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting thought, but it sounds like it's yeah. There's no way. It's just gonna be flawed. Yeah. Something will happen. Yeah. Like hack. hack source. I'm interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, That'll me be, too. I'm not interested to play it. Is anybody interested to play it? I might take a few whacks with a six, chisel. Six <laughs> weeks. Oh, well, this this is an older article, too. Okay. June 7th, I think, Corey said. What's today? Six, weeks, six weeks from June 7th. Okay, it was, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, today's oh. the 20th. Another month, Dan, and it's coming out on PC. I'll take a few whacks with a chisel. But that's about it. Same okay. here, Dan. A couple whacks. Yeah. What if you were the one to... Do it. I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> I'll never tell anyone what it is. That's what's going to happen. That's so. lame. Okay. All right, let me call out my article real quick here. It's probably like the briefcase in... Uh, Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> Whatever, Corey. Okay. My article was from Kotaku, like, like most of the time. It's entitled, When... When we are on our deathbeds, will we regret the hours we spent playing games? It's by Stephen Totilo. And uh, I guess it's centered around a video done by Jane McGonigal. McGonigal? McGonigal? Uh, yeah, I, actually, I'm reading her book right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. Is it good? She, yeah. Uh, she. I, I talked about it on this podcast. She did. It was like a TED Talk or something like that about yeah. um, video games and how they can change the world and for the better. Yeah. No, that's like what she's the, working the on. Yeah. Taking what gamers are good at and applying that in the real world and like creating games. She works for some, I forget what they're called, but um, some organization that makes games to better the world and takes, you know, the addictive qualities of games and, and applies them to these games that make the world better. Yeah. No, I, I, and I it had a video actually that I, I watched most of, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I probably should have watched the whole thing to get more more uh, context on what it was about. But yeah, you know, it says the usually optimistic game designer Jane McGonigal has been thinking about whether those of us who love to play video games will regret it in the end. She keeps meeting people who think gamers will. She keeps meeting people who doubt any of us will wish we had played more games. So the question has been asked. When we are on our deathbeds, will we regret the hours we spent playing video games? She takes that time, or she takes that on the video here and comes up with a counterintuitive twist. So uh, it, she goes on to mention in the video uh, the 
the five reasons from hospice workers why people said or things people regretted before they before they died and you know some of them were i work too much which that's not going to be one of mine when, <laughs> <laughs> when i or kick Corey's. the bucket <laughs> or, or, or Corey. <laughs> Corey gave us the middle finger if you were wondering i think it was directed at me oh um oh where's some of the other ones i uh, wish i had the courage to be myself or to do what i want be myself instead of being what other people expected of me um but basically there was none of them that said that i wish i had spent less time playing video ga- or i regret the time i spent playing video games so i mean what do you what do you guys think do i think i'll regret it? do you think you will regret all the time you spent playing video games um not even a fucking chance okay yeah, I don't because, see myself. Either. I mean, we're kind of preaching to the choir here, well, but we are. But I mean, because there's more about it than just playing video games. We've talked about this tons of times. Yeah, like it's a friend thing too. Like I yep. play FIFA all the time with Bill and Jeff, and like yeah. it's almost like I'm always hanging out with people, right? Even when there's nobody in my house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's not just about playing video games. It's a social thing, really, at this uh-huh. point too. Yeah, I used to get on Xbox Live just to talk to my friends in a party. Sure. But sure. So, yeah, it's just like a social thing. I think uh, you kind of got to ask yourself why you play games, and if you achieve whatever goal that happens to be, then I don't think there's any way you can regret it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless, unless your goal is something, I don't know, I guess any goal. If you achieve it, good good on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, even if it's just like, I play games because it helps me relax and chill out, and I am very thankful I'm sure I'll be very thankful when I'm dying that I was able to relax and chill out on many days. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I play video games to experience a story. Uh, I like reading books for that reason. I like any movie or TV that I watch is for that reason. But I feel like video games are a more interactive medium. And, you know, I've experienced tons of stories. That's why I generally will like to play RPGs or MMORPGs. You know, you could argue whether or not they have a lot of story in them but you know i'm experiencing my own character's you know story so that's why i play them and i won't regret that time at all because really i'd like to think of what else i would be doing if i didn't uh if i wasn't experiencing a story in video games and probably be reading books i was just gonna say you'd probably be reading books to experience stories but i mean this is your preferred method so yeah because because i feel like you're you're allowed to actually be the character and make decisions as the character you know in a book it's just whatever the author wanted to to get across but in video games you have a little more leeway on on how you experience the story you know especially on the on the games i like to play like your you know your your elder scrolls games and fallout games and mmorpgs where you can bounce around and do things kind of however you want Mm -hmm. so see for me it's more of the uh the competition of the game yeah I play sports games and shooters. Yeah, FIFA. You know. yeah, FIFA and Call of Duty. Right, that's where I get my my jollies in video games. There you go. But I do like RPGs, but I yeah. I, do, I like the competitive part of games more. I think. Uh-huh. Okay. I feel like it's it's kind of a, a like a flawed question because it's basically asking, are you going to regret doing the things that you, you love to do? to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, it's only valid right now because gaming has the stigma surrounded about right. about it. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think that's going to be the case down the line. You know? One of the things she actually brought up in the video, and I probably should have mentioned this earlier, is uh, someone someone asked, like, would I regret all the time I spent playing Angry Birds? 
And I thought about it. I was like, Angry Birds I probably would regret if I spent a ton of time playing because, you know, there's not really much to it. There's just, you know, you're flinging your bird. And, yeah, it's fun. Flinging but... your bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, you know, for a few minutes here and there, but it's yeah, not it's... a game that I would want to. <laughs> okay. A few minutes. That's pretty generous. <laughs> you guys are so silly. Um you know, there's not much to it. I I don't don't get that much out of it, other than you know, killing some time while I'm sitting on the turlet. <laughs> I can't take it. Speaking of sitting on the turlet, I retweeted something somebody said today. He was like, "I can't remember the last time my legs didn't fall asleep when I was taking a crap." Oh yeah. I was like, "Man, do I hear that?" Yeah, I hear that too. But anyway, back to flinging the bird. Yes. No, that's a good point, though, because, I mean, that's something you do really just to kill time. I don't think anybody sits down and says, ah, I'm going to play some Angry Birds to <laughs> relax. better yeah. day. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm sitting on the train or I'm sitting on the toilet or, yeah. like, I have a couple minutes to kill before dinner. I'll play some Angry Birds, you know? Yeah. Do you think that that sort of thing is going to go away, though, with uh, the more hardcore games being ported to iOS? No, I think there will always be those those casual games that are super accessible yeah. that everybody can play. Yeah. Okay. I think Corey's probably right there. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Will? What do you think? Corey's right. Yeah. No, I mean about about video time spent playing video games. No, no, I won't regret it at all. Yeah. That's what I that's what I that's what I thought. As I said, I didn't watch the end of the video. I mean I, I probably will during the break, but I don't see if I got it all wrong. I might have gotten it all wrong, but I don't put stuff off to play video games and stuff like that, so I have no reason to I do. regret. See, I don't either. I'm the same way as Will. Like, if somebody wants to do something, I'll go do it. But yeah. if I'm home, I'll like just... after this, I'm gonna go home and play video games. Yeah, I'm not purposely putting stuff off. I put off housework and stuff to play video games. <laughs> but do I regret that? No. No. No, you wouldn't. You would never regret. regret regret playing a video game but if you're the type of person that forgoes doing important things to play video games you'd regret missing out on that one thing right which is something you would happen in your life anyway you know yeah because of other requirements on your time sure so okay that's all i had to talk about will what do you got uh my article is on kotaku uh this game designer is hopeful about gay issues in video games um, this article is about Robert Yang, who has been just recently started developing a bunch of gay games, uh, which is issues tackling it. Go ahead. That wasn't meant to be a pun like that, <laughs> I swear. So I'll start with the quote. Only recently I've been making games about gay people, Yang said. He's working on a series of games called Raditor that tackles gay issues in experimental ways. One idea, for example, is all about gay divorce. Although it's a first-person game, you don't actually do anything. You sit into a marriage therapist's office in Fresno, California, and stare at your husband as he complains about how considerate you are, or inconsiderate you are. That doesn't sound like much fun. Other is, It gets better. Other ideas include a first-person shooter where players would shoot condoms at varying <laughs> sizes of men's bulges in order to protect them, he said. But Yang also calls himself a game designer and practicing homosexuality points at Bioware as one example of development studio that supports aggressive issues. In Bioware Mass Effect's main character, he or she can become romantically involved with both males and females. Yang says Bioware is really a vanguard for these type of issues. And <clears throat> reading this article, I agree with him that Mass Effect is doing you know a good job at 
promoting or going ahead, going ahead with these type of issues because you know like your pilot you know drops that he's gay but it doesn't make it a huge deal about it yeah but i don't like it when games are made to make a huge deal about it yeah i feel yeah, like it if it's the purpose kind of exactly if it's subtly dropped in the video game like in mass effect I, dragon age you know that's fine yeah but like i don't know i'm just making a full game about it because well that seems like it seems like a joke it isn't, you know. Yeah, the the yeah, and those games sound freaking terrible. The yeah. Awful games. That's what the comments were all saying. Corey, you don't want to shoot condoms at a bunch of guys' junk. <laughs> I mean, it, that, it has nothing to do with the fact that this guy's junk. It's just it just sounds like a terrible game yeah. idea. Yeah, no, it sounds that, awful. That's exactly what one of the comments said. He's like, these games are awful, not because they're about gay people. It's just that they're bad games. Yeah, it's like. Uh, it's like shooting bras on onto chicks with different sized <laughs> boobies, which actually that sounds awesome. Pr- can we make that game? <laughs> yes, that totally just goes against my so, the so, article. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I, um, I think it's stupid. It, it's one thing to, like you said, seamlessly drop it in there, and you know, it, it, just to make a, a gay game for the sake of having a gay game does yeah. more of a disservice, especially when it sounds as terrible as it does. I mean. <laughs> You use the Mass Effect example. I think that is a perfect example of how it can be done the way it should. You Tastefully. Know? Tastefully. Yeah. Tastefully. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, isn't it your pilot, Cortez, or whatever, you're talking to him because you're trying to, you know, how you talk to the characters and that, and he just subtly drops that he has a husband back at Earth, and then... And then the minigame after, you have to throw a condom at him. <laughs> <laughs> just throw one. Just get it right on his balls, man. Right in there. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Actually, this made me think of something from last night. Um, the party that I was at, Tyler was there too, and Justin, Tyler, and I went to Denny's, and there was there was two gay gentlemen there who we know, and they went outside and experienced things with one another. And they came back in, and we all knew what was going on. And they had a cigarette. Well, whatever they were doing, it was more a than having a cigarette. cigarette. They yeah, had a cigarette they had a cigarette afterwards. I'm sure, but. No, but like one of them came back, and we all knew what was going on, and we we like gave him a high five, and and then we we were done with it, and we yeah. left, and we're driving to Denny's. I was like, you know what I like about us? We don't care that two gay guys were just doing things with each other outside. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, who cares? Why? Yeah, like why make a big deal about it? Yeah, like this asshole. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Yang. Robert Yang. He is a douche. Doucher. In trying to be progressive, you're just like setting it back. Yeah, you're 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 separating yeah. the issue. You know, it, I don't know. It's just stupid. Yeah, I agree. Terrible games because of it. He's doing a huge dis- disservice. Yeah. I just saw your shirt, Dan. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's my new Father's Day shirt. <laughs> it's Darth Vader in front of a stove cooking some eggs with an apron on that says "World's Greatest Dad." <laughs> you know what, Dan? I totally forgot to wish you a Happy Father's Day. That's okay. Wow, Corey. I'll take one now. Damn, Happy Father's Day. Thank you. I got your wife on Mother's Day. That's okay. But I forgot you. Ain't no thing. Come on, Corey. All right, anyone else have anything they want to discuss for the main segment? Nope. No, I think, uh, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Sounds like nope. I want to discuss how freaking hot it is in here. I'm dying. Oh, man, we should. What is it, 95 degrees outside today? Yeah, something like that. Hot as balls. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, get a drink, and be right back with feedback and what we played right after this. Hello, 
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 48 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said before the break, we are going into our feedback segment. We had a lot of feedback this week, which is awesome. So I'll get started with an email that we got via our website. It's from uh, Carolyn. So we do have a female listener, believe it or not. Damn. Well, actually, we had one last week, too. So we have two female listeners that we're aware of now. So anyway. She says, I really like listening to y'all's podcast. I'm a 52-year-old grandmother who games almost every day. Right now I'm playing Original Fable on Xbox 360. I'm also playing Infamous on PS3. Rarely finish games because I either come to a hard part I can't get past or I get bored with it. I did manage to finish the Godfather's games in the original Saints Row. My grandchildren like my house because I because of the video games. I have an original Xbox, Xbox 360, PlayStation 2, uh two PS3s, Wii, PSP, Nintendo 64, and Super Nintendo. I did have a GameCube, but gave it to my grandson on a whim. My Nintendo DS and Game Boy Advance either got stolen or I hid it seriously from everyone. <laughs> since I had been since I've been listening to your podcast, I've went out and spent more money on video games. I bought Borderlands, Mass Effect 2, which I like a lot, Bioshock 1 and 2, and Rage. I never sell my games. I've learned to buy them used at either GameStop, which y'all hate. Gamefly or Pawn Shops. I think I, I own over f- 114 games. I have at least six games for each major system. I own more Xbox games because uh, when they decided they were not going to make them anymore, I went crazy and bought as many as I could. Y'all are doing a great job. I have to listen through headphones at work because I never know when Eric is going to say the F word. <laughs> not approved, but bosses. Oh, I do have a request. When you talk about a game, you mention the title before you start talking. Can you mention it twice? beginning and end of the conversation y'all describe a game and then i get interested and then have to re-listen to the podcast to get the name of the to get the name or come home forget that i need to look it up on your website i have no favorite games i like them all i'm not big on sporting games but they are quite fun just playing with them with my 31 year old daughter my son tends to go to the extreme with games he wants me to play call of duty or black ops uh, those games that Eric likes so well, and he wants me to play online. I am thinking about it. Oh, uh, oh, Red Dead is blah. The clomping of the horses puts me to sleep. <laughs> and that's so much the end. To address. Yes. Well, first of all, For, thank you. Yes, first of all, thank you very much. We very much appreciate that. Um, I, I was gonna try and read it with a with a southern accent. I'm assuming <laughs> she's from the south, uh, because she says yeah, y'all. But I didn't. I didn't. What, South Carolina? She's from South Carolina. Oh, did how do you I know that? You've been stalking her? You did? No, I'm just kidding. I, I was no going to say. Oh, Corey, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I, did, I didn't want to do it a disservice. I, I don't do yeah. voices that well. So. Uh, second, what else did I want to address in that? I think if my grandparents had had, had a ton of video games, I'd want to go there still. Oh, my God. You oh, know? yeah. Hell yeah. That's fantastic. And I would have wanted to go there more. I mean, obviously, you like going to your grandparents' house when you're eight and nine. <laughs> um, but, you know, once you get into your, like, your teens. early teens. Yeah, you're like, eh, I don't want to go to Do I have house. to go to grandma's? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's not really playing much Xbox these days. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's fantastic. That's something you can do with your grandkids, especially. Yeah. That's great. Get some quality time in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Yeah, she's she's solved the uh, the grandparent tween 
relationship issue. Yeah, because once you get older, you kind of get over that. That but, disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I thought it was kind of surprising how most of the games she named that she played since watching were shooters. Oh, yeah. Uh, she said Rage and Bioshock. And Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect Borderlands. 2. Borderlands. Borderlands. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not usually a, a game genre you associate with a... I don't forget how old she said she was. 50-something? 50 52. Yeah, 52-year-old female, especially. Yeah. yeah. That's great, though, that she's playing them. Yeah. Oh, she's, she said, uh, I learned to buy them used at either GameStop. She says, which y'all hate. I don't I don't hate buying game, used games at GameStop. I just usually, um, if it's an older game that I'm going to get and it's been like out for a little while, I'll usually go on Amazon. Same and here. it's you know I don't have to go get it is one of the big things. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just pure laziness. <laughs> um, you know, you, you order it from Amazon and it's at, on your front door in two days, so sometimes not even so most of that's laziness but yeah i mean i really have nothing against buying used games at gamestop uh, no it's just the inconvenience in their like some of their policies that bother i mean if you can get a great deal on a used game at gamestop go for it yeah absolutely above all we support cheapness yeah a consumer friendly <laughs> and i think yeah. that i think in general that's especially if you're going to buy a game that you're just not going to get rid of or like a lot of times too is if i've bought a game and traded it in Already, if it's a game I want to buy again, I'll I'll buy a used copy because I don't I don't care. You know, I've already owned the game, so it's not yep. a big deal to have a used copy of it. Um, but you know, if if it's a newer game, I kind of like taking off the saran wrapper on the outside and oh, and yeah. smelling the inside because <laughs> I love the smell of new electronics. So that's I mean, that's part of it. Maybe that. taking I, a good lick off it. It is toxic, I know. And <laughs> the best smells in the world are new car smell and new electronic smell. Both are which Wait, both of which are toxic. I want to throw another combatant into that ring. Okay. How about the smell of a nice, really cold, big freezer? Yeah, yeah, like a, a uh, d- industrial freezer. Yeah, yeah. I love that smell. And if they sold it as a car scent, I would fucking buy it. Yeah, I hear you, Corey. <laughs> I see you looking at me funny. Next time you get a chance, just go into a big freezer that's just really cold and take a whiff. I'm telling you. Depend on what's in the freezer. No, it? no, it wouldn't. Because that the smell of it, like for whatever, reason, it overtakes everything. It's, yeah, it's great. Okay, Eric. It. It's literally, the literally the my yeah. I mean, it's a great smell. I don't know. I, I guess bet. I can't picture. It. I've been in a few big freezers. I I, I just can't. Just dig into it. It's got a smell. Like a walk-in freezer, like yeah, that yeah. would be at a restaurant or sure. a grocery store. Or yeah, something. sure. Yeah. Take me to uh, one, Eric. Come on, yeah. come on down. I'll show you around. Alrighty, we'll do that. That's uh, interesting. Okay. Um, Mass Effect Two. She said she likes Mass Effect Two a lot, and I'm still at the point where I think that's still my favorite Mass Effect. I had an awesome time with Mass Effect Three. I just can't bring myself to play it anymore. Go figure. One's still the best. I like two the best. I, I really think two is the best in my opinion. One was great, but I like two the best. Uh, she says y'all do a great job. I have listened to headphones at work because I never want know when Eric is going to say the f word. <laughs> well, I do. I do swear a lot, yeah. but I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> we we probably I I actually did want to say this. My my dad listens, which is one of the reasons why I don't I don't swear that much anyway. I'm more likely to swear when I play video games or talk about video games because I get fired. That's one of the few things I actually get fired up about. So I, you know, 
I will use the F word more when it involves video games, but you know, because our dad listens, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't drop as many F bombs as I otherwise would. I, I'm more of an angry person than these three guys anyway, in general. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. I only get mad about sports and video games yeah. and mad for me is really not that mad. <laughs> yeah. I don't even swear. So. so right. Well, I, like I said, you know, our dad listens. So right, Corey. That is correct. And his favorite saying when we were growing up, which I, I really think worked, was that swearing is a crutch for the conversationally crippled. Yeah. Yep. Disagree, but that's fine. I used that in school, and the teacher praised me for that saying. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say it wasn't came up Mr. With Beck, it? was it? It was Mrs. Beck, actually. You want you want praise from her? Kind of. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> ginger. <laughs> we should say, though, for, for people that are looking for a family-friendly episode, we do have one of them, and it's our first episode. That's yes. not explicit. Not explicit. That's true. I don't. There was no swear words in that one. I'm sure we did another one where we didn't say any. Maybe one of our our specials we didn't say any swear words. I just always put the explicit tag on them just in case I miss something because I don't even right. think about it. it. Do you think that really affects downloads at all? I mean, probably no. not. No, not at all. If you're 13 years old, all you're gonna do is click yes that you're 18 when you're downloading it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and most of it, it's, I mean, it's just naughty words. Eric. That's all. A couple of sexual stories. Yeah. Not that but. I condone lying about your age. I do. It happens, though. Right. Okay. Uh, I do have a request. When you talk about a game, you mentioned the title before you start talking. Can you mention it twice? Yeah, Absolutely. that's actually something I've noticed on a lot of podcasts I wish they did that I listen to. You know, they'll, they'll talk about something and... I, I won't really catch the name to start, but as they talk about it, I get more and more interested in it, and then like, oh, what was that? And they never say the name again. Okay. So I feel their pain on that one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's something we could try to do consciously. Yeah, I'll I'll try and pay attention to it as the host. I think that's probably part of my duty to reiterate what what game we're talking about, especially probably in what we played. I think that's probably probably what she means, right? Yeah. Yeah. When, whenever we try something new or talk about something that we played, yeah, we could definitely do that. We could do it like a spelling bee. I'm in. Dead space. Dead space is blah 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 blah. Dead space. Or or you could say. <laughs> or you could say. Use it in a sentence. Or you could say, and that and that's all for. Blah blah whatever game. Yeah. So oh yeah we, we'll definitely definitely do that for you. Uh let's see. I think that's all we needed to address in yeah. that email. I've, email of the year award winner. Yeah, I think so. I've told quite a few people about this email. I was very <laughs> Yeah, I have too. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I I, I think Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. jinx. No, you go ahead. Cuz I was going to say I would say that that email motivates us for, you know, plus 20 more episodes or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys want anything more than that, we're going to need a few more emails and voicemails. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, we're getting the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> getting into real estate are you kidding me we can't give we're, up this this money gold mine we're getting into divorce mediation <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we tossed that idea around uh making a podcast out of divorce mediation <clears throat> wedding cheapers yes so that's uh that's that all right we had from facebook we had a a facebook message from jacob hammond 
says, I've just started listening to you guys for about a week, and I haven't heard you guys talk about sleeping dogs. I just want to know what you guys think about it, and are you going to review it? Also, I am not a big fan of Morrowind or Oblivion because of the leveling mechanics. I felt that it was PC-friendly and not console-friendly, but I fell hardcore for but I fell hardcore for Skyrim for the opposite reason. So do you think it would be a good thing to take the engine and gameplay mechanics from Skyrim and remake Morrowind and Oblivion? Sorry it's so long. Uh absolutely. Um Yeah, I, I, I do see what you mean. Uh I think there's actually people that have Skyrim that are remaking uh Morrowind and Oblivion as mods for Skyrim. Really? That's yes. perfect. Because yeah. I want to play Morrowind but I don't want to deal with all the older Yeah. Morrowind at this point I think wouldn't hold up very well. No, I think it's probably, probably pretty bad. Yeah. Um I don't remember the graphics being that good when it like first came out, so no, it probably looks whole, really bad right now. The whole package or yeah. And, and Skyrim really is, as far as the leveling goes, I think it's the best because the other the other games, when you leveled up, you had to pick your class at the beginning or you had to make a class, and the, the, you could only pick, like, six different skills. And if you leveled up, you could level up any skill, but you you had to level up those six six or eight skills to go up a level. So you, ha- you had to know before you even played the game what kind of skills you were going to use mm-hmm. as a character. And, you know, obviously... If you didn't play the game before, you had no idea what you were going to use and what you weren't going to use. So, um, Skyrim is definitely definitely better for yeah. for that. I it's, really it's, like what what Skyrim did for the the leveling and yep. not having to pick a class and all that. And not only that, but the perks too. I think yeah. it w- was one thing they took from Fallout that I think is a really good idea. You know, your abilities that you get for unlocking things. Mm-hmm. You know, you really felt like you were getting better and more powerful as you leveled up. So, sure. I think that was a def- definitely a positive thing. So. And now, what's the game he was asking about? Sleeping Dogs? I've never even heard of it. I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it. Is it a PlayStation I'm, thing? I'm going to look it up. I got it up. Hey, Corey. PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. It's uh, an open world... Uh, well, I will just read the Wikipedia entry. I'm, I'm not above that today. Um, Sleeping Dogs <laughs> is an open world crime drama video game developed by United Front Games. In conjunction with blah, 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 Sleeping Dogs will take place in Hong Kong and focuses on an undercover operation to infiltrate the triads. Okay, so, it comes out August 14th of this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had heard of it too, but I knew nothing about it, and I, I think this would be a, be a good time to say that, I mean, we don't do this full-time. We miss out on a lot of stuff, so yeah. Um, if, if, if there's a cool game that you're really interested in, like Jacob is um let us know about it we'll do our best and fill us in on the details because i mean we don't know um so it helps just to hear what people are interested in and and yeah especially Mm -hmm. if we're missing stuff let us know and yeah we're happy to to fill in the the gaps where we can yeah absolutely and we we can only buy so many things too because we we have to buy them and pay full full retail price we have to pick and choose carefully what games we actually purchase no but but it sounds cool and i will we'll definitely look into it especially you know, give it a try if there's a demo and whatnot. Sure. So if it's in the red box, I'll try it for sure. Yeah. Is this the new like Yakuza? Is that what it's supposed to be like? No, it was originally true. Uh, actually, it was originally in development as a game called Black Lotus, um, but then it switched to True Crime Hong Kong. Okay. And then it switched to Sleeping Dogs. Okay. After Square Enix picked it up. Oh, Square Enix. Yeah. Okay. 
we'll we'll definitely look into it. I I, I like Corey. I just heard of it. I didn't hear anything about it. So there's a demo from my uh, E3. There's a video. Okay, I'll definitely I'll definitely watch that and check it out and and report back hopefully next week on that. So thanks for that, Jacob. He was our new like on Facebook, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, if you're listening and you don't like us on Facebook, definitely, uh, definitely like that us bothers me personally. Yeah, really <laughs> missing out on some hot shit going on on there. So you can really find out how late I post our blog post. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting later and later. And you're missing all of Dave Gardner's trash talk. So <laughs> definitely too. get on there. Okay, uh, Travis Iker. Said, wow, just got done listening to the greatest SNES games episode. I can't believe not not only did Super Metroid not make number one on anyone's <laughs> SNES games list, but it didn't even make anyone's top NES and SNES games, but it didn't even make anyone's list. Not only did it not make anyone's list, but none of you even played it. <laughs> Do yourselves a favor and download this great game on virtual console ASAP and play it. Super Metroid is one of the greatest games ever made on any system. Dave, I or Dave, yeah. Travis, I Travis, I agree. I I I, I will play this game for you. Um, and almost universally, it was like one, two, three on on Super Nintendo's top. Any list t- that you look. Yeah, at. Uh, we just never had it. I never, I never played it. I don't even think I had any friends that had it. Believe oh. it or not. Um, but it's definitely one one that I will I will take it upon myself to play for for you, Travis. Yeah. So. Corey, what excuse do you have for yourself? For Metroid? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a game we never had. Um, and honestly, if I wanted to play a Metroid game now, I'd probably start with, like, a, is there one on Wii? Yeah. Metroid. Probably the Wii one or something. I don't know. You know? Yeah. It's just like, it, at this point, kind of start with a newer one. I don't know. Corey, no, you, you I... doing dishes there, bud? <laughs> no, my roommate is, and I'm trying to open a beer one-handed. Oh. Uh, well, you win. Oh, it's a bottle too. Ooh. Just use your teeth. Just be a bro and use your teeth. Yeah, that too. So yeah, I will I'll play the Super Nintendo one. I, I like older games generally better, so I like I I did play Metroid Prime for the GameCube. So did I. It was okay. Yeah, I, I just I think I'm just not a very big Metroid fan. Yeah. I'll definitely play it though. Definitely. Just for you, Travis. Yeah, I think the most experience uh, we've had with Metroid is in Smash Brothers. Yeah, probably. I had a Metroid game for the Wii. Which one? Prime. Prime 3? Okay. There's three of them? I think it was Metroid Pro. Oh, boy. Will, you crazy. Uh, I just remember Dark Samus was involved and all that stuff. I never beat it. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I just got sick of it. There but... are three of them. Are there? Is the third one for the Wii. Yep. That's the one I played. Corruption? Yeah, Dark Samus. And, I mean, it was fun. I don't. I don't know why I didn't finish it. To be honest, isn't that the one that had like a pretty bad, like game-breaking bug? Maybe that's why I didn't finish uh, it. I feel like I did hear something about that. Let me check. Actually, I think I remember getting to an area that I couldn't get past, so I stopped playing. Hmm. So that might have been the thing. I was like, I don't even know. I was probably like twelve, so I wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Metroid is one of those things we didn't start off with young, so like nowadays, we don't really care about it. That's not to say they're not good games. I'm sure they're great games. 
but you know, it's just not something we had any experience with as youngins. It looks like it was Metroid Other M. Oh, okay. That had the bug. Okay. Uh, hmm. I'll try Super Metroid though. We should uh, we should have a catch up game celebration. Play some games yeah. that we never did. Yeah, some classics that we we missed out on. Uh, Mega Man was another one. I don't yeah. think any of us have played. No. The Mega Mans. That's, that's a good idea. We should definitely do that. I mean, those are platformers too, so it's just simple. Boot it up and play. It's not like you have to play through an RPG or anything. Oh, well, I read that in Metroid, there's a lot of backtracking and stuff you can do after you unlock your abilities and and unlock more stuff and find more secrets. Yeah. So it could be a little bit longer of a game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's Metroid. Yeah. I read that about. Or Super that. Metroid, rather. Okay. Last Facebook piece of feedback was from Michael Nelson, who said, I think you guys made some good points about Nintendo and how their products have become, in some ways, novelty items. I remember the Nintendo 64 being such an awesome console, even though it was still using ROM cartridges instead of discs. I think since the consoles have gotten less and less impressive and relied more on being different instead of making an all-around awesome system. I also think that the last two systems being much less powerful than their competition is really going to hurt them. I would assume new Xbox and PlayStation will be superior. I'm all for cool new controls or whatever if the rest of the system library games are top quality. This hasn't been the case lately. And I agree. I mean, I think if with Nintendo coming out the earliest and people have said that they're their system is, I think I said this last week maybe, that their system is supposed to be only slightly better than the current Xbox and PlayStation systems. So, I mean, if you're looking for something with some staying power, that's the Wii U is probably not going to have it. If you're looking for anything next generation, the Wii U is probably not going to have it. Right, right. <laughs> I agree. So, But it's got two screens, Eric. Come on. Shit, d- buy a Wii U. It's got two <laughs> screens after all. I mean... And it's yeah, gonna be want. it's gonna be reportedly more expensive than the new Xbox system. So if you buy a Wii U, God help you, because that's stupid. I'm still I'm still debating. You're um, not gonna do it. Well, probably not. And here's why: like I feel like I should, as because of this podcast, and you know, I feel like from a reporting standpoint, it'd yeah. be a good thing to do. But yeah, but, for, but we're but, care about good reporting. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Since this week, Corey. Hardy, hardy, har. But at the sa- at the same time, like our con- podcast takes a more consumer standpoint for things. Yeah, totally. As opposed no, to I, the reporting one. That. Yeah. So that's true. As a consumer, would I want to buy it? And the answer is probably not. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one, but then when the Surface tablet. I heard about that. That yeah. and like the, the all the price rumors about everything, and, and like just looks like the the Microsoft products are going to be the far superior. Yeah, I I think it was well stated in that. Who wrote that email? Michael Michael Nelson. Nelson. Oh yeah, I, I think that was a really good point about um you know all everybody's for innovation and like these cool new things that can happen, but if all the things that we love about video gaming aren't in there, then I could give two shits about how yeah. innovative they are. Yeah, I mean there's. There's innovation on Xbox and some of the games that they have in PlayStation 3. Um, there's still innovation there. It's just not peripheral innovation. Right. So I'm going to go with Xbox and PlayStation every time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Oh, I had a, I had a point I was going to make, and I forgot. You had a thought? Yeah. And the light bulb went off? That's, that's what I get for drinking two beers and not eating any supper. Was it while I was talking? No. 
Oh. It was right before you started talking, so oh, I was glad you started talking when you did. No, because I was drawing a blank. You were drooling. Which I'm still, I'm still drawing a blank. Well, Dan, we were talking about how we're more of a consumer viewpoint. And yeah, I don't, it's for gone. that reason, you might not buy one. It's gone. It's gone. That's okay. <laughs> it's I don't, I, I don't sleep enough at night. I really got to start sleeping more. Yeah, I hear that, buddy. My brain just, just gush. It's four, four eight. 4 a.m. bedtimes not cutting it for me. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that for Facebook, and then we have a voicemail too, so I will play that. Intriguing. Looking forward to it. Anticipation is building. Has anybody heard it? Nope. I listened to it briefly. I listened to the hey it's and then I turned it off. This is exciting. Still with us, Corey? I'm still with you. Are you yeah. still with me? I'm just making sure I'm not. my internet didn't cut out. Here we are. Oh, are we still building anticipation for this voicemail? <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Let me find my. <laughs> We're pen. doing our damnedest. Okay. Here it goes. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Shane. And I was just uh, throwing my input in on the uh, you know Super Mario RPG thing. I'm Miguel Bell by Bioware and stuff. And I think right now the uh, it's fine. It's uh, Paper Mario is probably my favorite RPG out there at the time. It was one of the first RPGs I actually ever played. Uh, I did own a SNES. And I did play the first Super Mario RPG game. I forget what it's called because I haven't played it since I was like you know four. Because I wasn't even alive when the SNES came out, but we still had one for some reason in our house. Like my parents just had one laying in their cabinet. And I just took it down. They had a bunch of random games that they got from uh, some parents' kids. They didn't want to have video games from the screw of their rage or something stupid. So I had a bunch of their games. So I played them when I was like four and didn't understand them. But when the Nintendo 64, I got an Xbox and then I got Nintendo 64, which is like, you know, kind of going backwards in time. But I got Paper Mario as one of the games I got from Nintendo 64. And I mean, that is one of my favorite games of all time. And then I went back and played Super Mario RPG and I always think it's even, I mean, good, but I don't think it's even better than Paper Mario RPG which is, like, my favorite game. And then if you get the GameCube version, the Mario Thousand Years Door, it's fantastic. And the only reason I'm buying a 3DS is because of the new Paper Mario game, because I love those games. And they're actually, like, funny. Like, their dialogue is good. There's no problem with that game. And I love it. There's, like, no problems with that game. It was my favorite game of all time, almost. It was my favorite RPG, hands down, because it's probably, you know, first one you play, you know, it's kind of one of your favorite games of all time. Just like I figured Halo is my favorite shooter because that's the first thing I played from Xbox, even though I, I do like Halo 2 more now. But, I mean, I really do enjoy those games, and I think and you don't need to make them by Bioware. I think Paper Mario is a fantastic game and should keep being developed by whoever makes it. I have no idea. Probably just some random group. I don't know. Paper Mario is fantastic, and I think it is hands down one of the best RPGs of all time. Better than that, the SNES one, I think, personally. Uh, that's my input on that, but a lot of people are going to disagree with me because... I'm dumb and have my own opinion, but it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm taking myself some chocolate milk and I'm gonna go play some Dark Souls. Alright, see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for that, Chase. Um, my my only response is that I did like the Paper Mario games. I played. I'm hearing feedback. Nope, never mind. Is it? Is is are you playing a video or something? Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if that was me talking or not, but 
Yeah, no, I, I have I, company in my room, so uh, I don't have see. a nice fancy studio like you guys. Yeah, yes, you do. Yeah, the New York Cor- City studio. <laughs> Corporate hasn't built me a nice studio yet. Whether you know oh, okay. that's bullshit, Corey. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I did like the Paper Mario games, uh, but I just didn't think they were spiritual successors for Super Mario RPG. No. I think it's a different direction, um, and I wanted, uh, you know, I'm not saying they should stop making the Paper Mario games, but. I, I want to see a more sp- spiritual successor to to the Mario RPG format, you know, with your your party and turn based combat and that sort of stuff. That's that's what I want to see. Yeah, but. I mean, we did we did kind of crap on Paper Mario, but not because they're not good games. I agree with you. I played, I think the first Paper Mario, uh, Thousand Year Door. Yeah, yeah, Maybe I think that's, that's the first, first one. one. Yeah, that is the first one. I think so. I don't yeah, remember. It was awesome. It was great. But like you said, you know, it's not a spiritual successor. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't have crapped on them as hard as we did on the last episode. But. No, because there's nothing There's nothing wrong with those games. Nothing right, at yeah. all. I, I enjoyed them, too. I'm just looking for a more, a more, a game closer to Mario RPG right. made yeah. by a different company. I don't know if, if Paper Mario is made by a different company or not. I don't know who makes Paper Mario. Let me check. Um, you know, I was thinking about it, though, and... I just don't see how Bioware is a is a fit for Paper Mario. It was I just use as an example. Just like a good RPG developer. Yeah. Making. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Intelligent Systems developed the Paper Mario four and sixty four. Published by Nintendo. Published by Nintendo. Okay. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Paper Mario Thousand Year Door wasn't the first one. No, it was the GameCube one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was the GameCube one. That's the one I played. Paper, just playing Paper Mario for six, the sixty four. Was the first one I think. Okay, I see. I don't think I played that one then. I played. I must have played Thousand Year Door. Yeah. Yeah, because I I do have memories of you playing that. Is the Nintendo sixty four one on Virtual Console? I don't think so. Don't Last know. time I knew it wasn't. That's something that was, they should get on. It was a long time ago. I'm planning on getting the uh, new one for the three DS when I get my three DS. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know when it comes out, but that was one game I was planning on getting. I think it's supposed to come out in the fall. Maybe. Boy. <laughs> Paper Mario, what's it called? Sticker or something? The sticker one. Sticker Star. Uh, yeah. Sticker Star. Available for pre order. Uh, I'm not seeing it like really state. Must, not must not, not be one yet. Lame. Yeah. When are you getting 3DS? Uh, I was going to get it this week when I get my paycheck, but I'm getting tickets for Warp Tour, so. You're. I was thinking about going to Warp Tour. Really? We'll talk about that later. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> Why don't you get tickets to come visit your brother in New York City at some point? I'd rather do that. You want to do that instead? I'll do both. We'll, ETF. we'll probably want to go to, with friends, right, to Warp Tour? Yeah, we, I mean, we already planned on it. Yeah. July 17th. Yeah, that's that's the one I was going to go to. You should hang out with us and go see all the bands we want to see. Well, we'll talk about stuff here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, no, I want to know where is it on July 17th. Darien Lake. Oh, all right. Yeah. Nice. Why, you want to go, Corey? No, not at all, bruh. I'll visit you, though, Corey, sometime. <laughs> I don't want to get any body glitter in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will and I are going to have to get, like, grow our hair out. Well, my, my hairline's receding a little more than I'd like, but if I could grow it out and get that nice slant of hair going across my face and oh, maybe, emo haircut. maybe tear up a touch before I walk in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. To fit in. 
I'm also going to have to get a couple of flannels and a beanie. Yeah. That doesn't have a sports team on it. I right. will wear a beanie and wear a flannel that day. No matter how hot it is, I'll, <laughs> I'll be damned if that beanie's coming off my head. And what about skinny jeans? Dude, I don't think anybody needs to see my big ass in skinny jeans. <laughs> I will try to pull that Dude, off for work. Why is that 260-pound man wearing skinny jeans right now <laughs> and a beanie? Yeah. I will try very hard all to do all valid questions. That. I will purchase all that stuff. That sounds awesome. Back to video games. I want to go to Warped Tour now. Yeah, see, now Corey wants to come. (laughs) Corey, if I wear skinny jeans, will you go? Yes. All right, done. (laughs) Done ski. (laughs) We should all wear skinny jeans. (laughs) I mean, we won't, like, stand out or anything, but to us, we'll stand out. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) There will fit right in. We're going to be making a huge statement. (laughs) We have to get thumbstick athlete pictures. Oh. become our twitter yes. That's we, we could go on about this all night yes we could <laughs> but i'm probably i'm not this week when i get my paycheck which by the time you're listening to this i would have gotten it so the week after when i have my 40 first 40 hour paycheck is when i'll get it nice. order it right up then start saving for my big investment computer Shh. what is that a secret yeah will's not getting a computer yes i am was buying a car. Yes, he is. He gets a million dollars a week, and he has no responsibility to spend it on anything. Nope. What a dick. <laughs> right? you know, I'm not going to Warped Tour with you, Will. Come on. After this. Not unless I'll, you buy his ticket. I'll buy your yeah. ticket. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, and right. my skinny jeans? Yep. All and right. your flannel. And your beanie. <laughs> All right, I'll go. <laughs> nice. This is a little glimpse of what we're, like, off the air. Yes. This is exactly what you would be hearing if you <laughs> yeah. hung out with us ever. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Bullshit like this. Well, thank you for the voicemail again, Chase. We always, always appreciate it. And, yeah, as I said, we you know, we I don't know. Did we crap on Paper Mario? I, I really don't remember. I think we did. Remember. We did. did. Yeah, we we I, I don't we think I did because I never played it. But right. Same here. What's that, Corey? We kind of poo-pooed it because it, yeah. it, you're right. It wasn't a spiritual successor and, and like, the kind that we'd – the kind that we want well i i think the reason why we they tried to pass off paper mario as a spiritual successor to right at least i know they did with the first one i don't know after that but the first one they did try and try and play up the fact that it was it was you know the the successor to mario rpg which it wasn't it was a different game so you were kind of pooping on them trying to pull that right off yeah that's right. that's more probably what that was about than yeah not than because it's the not actual a good game, game right or they're not good games right, right right they tried to market it as the the new super mario rpg but it wasn't so anyway what we played this week uh eric why don't you go first we actually have to have two weeks to cover of what we played so are we gonna are we gonna take a break before now in the end of the episode or no we can we'll just, you know, we're just gonna go out oh, what's the matter? Right, you I'm got a tinkle what you got a tinkle no <laughs> all right i was just curious we could take a quick break we don't have to it's up to these guys i don't know how much you guys have to talk about i don't have a lot i don't have too much Nah. Let's just, just do it. it then. Yeah, okay. Eric, right. what do you got? Well, my, my biggest news for, for my gaming this week was I won the UEFA Euro Championship Tournament on uh, FIFA 12. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. It took me eight, nice. eight tries to do it. I got to the final four times before that time, mm-hmm. I think, and lost every time. Mm-hmm. I picked Poland. Not, not necessarily a soccer powerhouse. Right. But I picked him, and I went undefeated the whole tournament. Really? Wow. Yeah. Why do you think – do you think it had to do with Poland, or do you think you just weren't matched I was, up? I was in the groove. I was in the groove. 
you when you're playing FIFA, it's like Call of Duty. You you're playing and you just know like, man, I'm gonna play pretty well. Today. Yeah, or I shouldn't play. I shouldn't put this in because I'm just gonna get upset. Yeah. So like, I mean, you get in that groove and like Jeff was there when I won and he was even saying he's like, you you gotta keep playing this man because you're in the groove right now. Yeah. Don't quit. Yeah. So I did and and I won. And I was very excited. But nice. Anticlimactic. I was up three nothing and the guy quit. Oh really? Uh, so I didn't get to see like the ceremony for getting the trophy and all that stuff. But are you gonna give it a try again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. I did get the thirty point achievement for it. Nice. It's called a uh, glory moment. And that's probably that's a good achievement because that's an actual cheat. You achieve something. I did achieve something. So, um, the only other stuff I played. Yeah, FIFA's got me by the balls right now. I honestly cannot even pull myself away from that on a console because of the Euro tournament going mm-hmm. on. So I've been uh, the only other stuff is I've uh, been playing um, a lot of iPhone games. Tiny Tower I downloaded on Will's recommendation, and I really like that game. It's my favorite app that I've had so far. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm addicted to it. I think I have twelve or thirteen floors now. How tall is your building? Like seventy five. Well, yeah, but how long have you had it? Uh, I played it a lot, like the first couple months, and I hadn't played it. Until I've had it for like a week. That's you're getting there. Yeah. But I didn't play it a lot for a long time. Then I got back into it yeah. recently. No, but I really like it. Uh, basically, you just build a tower as high as you can, and you can add on floors that can be residential, which you turn your your uh, residents into employees. Basically, Citizens. yeah, you turn them into your employees for all the uh, the other floors you build. It can be recreational or food service or customer service, just stuff like that. But it's it's a lot of fun, and it's it's a nice way to kill a little time you know it's a very fun fun yeah. game you can make uh in-app purchases if you want if you want to get the i did did you <laughs> had to get 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 my tower going a little bit you know i i spent a dollar or two elevator speed is i didn't crucial. get that one yet i like if you have the slowest elevator getting I, to the 70th floor is oh that would take pain. forever so i have like the next upgrade is like 125 bucks yeah not american bucks in game bucks. In in game bucks, right. So, yeah. I'm I'm like thirteen floors and I'm already getting annoyed with the speed of the elevator. But whatever. It's a it's a great game. And Will and I can both talk about pocket planes made by the same company. Nimble bits. Right. Where we got our nibble bits segment from. Right. I think Will likes pocket planes a little more than I do. Yeah, I like it. There's one thing I don't like about it. Which is? The short time for the yeah. airplanes to arrive to the I next think, destination. Yeah, they could have spaced that out a little better because I hate getting a freaking notification on my phone every two minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could turn it off, but yeah, still, maybe they should have just done better there. Yeah, well, I'm getting to the point where the distances are a lot further. Oh, yeah. I started up in, uh, like, started in Detroit. Okay. And you said your first airport. Yeah, it was my first place. Detroit and Montreal and Ottawa were my first, like, areas, and then uh-huh. I bought... Uh, Thunder Bay, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, Quebec. Cool. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't really know. I started in Germany, and I've expanded to Spain, Portugal, England, and I think Norway. Ooh. So what's the purpose of the game? Like, what do you do? You basically, you get airplanes, and you can get more and more airplanes, but you have to earn tokens to open more airplane slots. Are you, are you starting like an airline? Kind of. Yeah, it's like a you can transport people and like items to cargo or people to different areas that need things, and you earn money from doing it. That's 
and then you open more and more airports just to make I guess to make your company bigger. I don't know. Yeah, right. you're just trying to expand like how you would in Tiny Tower. You're just trying okay. to fill up your tower, but like the, building up your airport. Yeah, the bigger cities cost more tokens, and it's mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm probably not gonna keep playing that one. I like Tiny Tower better. Alrighty. So. Yeah. Was that the only thing? Is that it? The bag it. Bag it. Yeah, bag it got deleted from our last episode. Uh, this is one of my favorite apps that I've got so far. It's basically just you're bagging groceries. It's awesome. Um. You like it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those games where you have to collect three stars and um, there's different types of games involved. The the first one is just straight up like bagging groceries as good as you can. Mm-hmm. The second one I believe is crushing items. They want you to crush items, but only certain items and it's actually really hard. Um I don't remember what the other ones were. I didn't play that much this week. Uh bag as many as you can in a row, right? It was one of them. There's one that's just endless bagging. Yeah. Until you break something. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. But no, it's definitely worth it. Was that free? I got it when it was free. It was uh, free for a limited time. So it's probably a buck now? Might be. It's worth it. It is definitely. Definitely worth a buck. Actually, I can check. Get Tiny Tower and get Baggett. Two thumbs up. Corey, you played cool. Pocket Planes, right? Yep. What'd you think? Uh, I sent my starting three planes out on a mission, and then I went to bed and didn't pick it up again. <laughs> Good idea. So <laughs> that's about what I thought of it. I don't know. I didn't didn't hook me right away so i haven't revisited it yet okay so yeah that's it for me dude cool well what'd you play uh i played borderlands but the first game i played was actually a little bit of that dungeon village game that Corey said it was makers of uh mega mall story uh-huh. um basically the point of that game is basically like mega mall story is to try and build up your your medieval village by building like armor shops and barracks, barracks, and stuff like that for weapons and all that fun stuff, and you gotta like try to get it to, I don't know if it was five stars in that game. I didn't play it for very long. Get it to five stars and try to attract as many adventurers as you can. And when adventurers become like uh, regulars, like how they would be in the Mega Mall story, they start to protect your town, and every now and again monsters will attack. So the more people you have to defend it, and the easier it'll be to kill off the monsters. Huh. Which, that's a pretty fun game. I didn't play yeah. it a real lot. That sounds cool. But I'm probably going to play it more. But the main game that I did play was Borderlands. Uh, I had it for a while. I think I ordered it the day of the flood of 2012. And I uh, didn't really play it a lot. I enjoyed the game a lot. But, you know, I just I was going to play it with you guys, and we never really played. So I kind of put it off to the side. But I picked it back up recently. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, right now I'm like level twelve. With I picked the siren, cool, because she's got the phase walk, which you become invincible and really fast, and you can, you know, run away uh-huh. from the enemies. Um, I mean, it's a good game. Kill. I just killed nine toes. Yeah, that's one that, that people should play if they haven't played it, especially with the second one coming out. It's cheap too, yes. so it's, yeah. it's a good game to play over the summer with friends, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, great multiplayer game. I got it for twenty bucks. For the game of the year edition, I think. Same here. Yeah. That's what I got too. So fun game. I love the. I love everything about it so far. Yeah, and it's a game that didn't catch me the first time. We should try to get together and play that. Yes, yeah. we should. Absolutely. Yeah. Corey, you in for that? Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. You in? Screw you guys. <laughs> you got to get a 360 before Borderlands 2 comes out. 
Yeah, I gotta get money before I can do that. Well, that too. That means you gotta get there's, a job. There's plenty of ba- <laughs> there's plenty of banks down there you could knock off. Yeah, there is actually. <laughs> Come to think dog, of it, Dog Day Afternoon I think took place in Brooklyn. Oh, there you go. Cool. It's a classic bank heist movie. Yeah. Classic. Classic. All right, Will, did you play anything else? No. Okay. That's my reflection. I will go next. Uh, the main thing I played was uh, start playing Skyrim again, as I said in the brief brief time last week. I wanted to beat it before Dawn Guard came out, um, and I did. I, oh. I beat it this morning. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. Um, the story was, I mean, it was good. It does kind of end abruptly and unceremoniously, though. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. But I think they wanted uh, you to go back to your adventures that you had already started before you finished the game. But I would have liked a little more, a little more ceremony when I beat the game. I mean, yeah, you, you just spend how many hours in a game? Like, give uh, you a little bit of pomp. That I think my character has like sixty. The one I'm playing now is sixty-four hours or something like that. Wow, exactly. Nice, Dan. My first character had 70, and my mage character has 10 or 12, so I spent quite a bit of time playing that game. Maybe I'll so. start a new character. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing yeah, I really didn't remember anything that I had done before, and I, I played it in January, I think, was the last time I had played Skyrim before I fired it back I up again. I feel like I could still probably jump into my other guy if I wanted to, yeah. but I might just want to restart. Yeah. Um, I did the that cheat, too to go up a few levels, a lot of levels. The, the book thing? Ogma and Finium book cheat. That's on the bookshelf and you yeah. just like read it yep. over and over again. So nice. I did that. I just wanted to I wanted mostly wanted to give it a try, but I also wanted to level up some cuz I was a uh like stealth type character. I wanted to level up like my armor skills so I could take some damage cuz I couldn't take too many hits before going down, so. Mm-hmm. Especially if stuff noticed me when I was sneaking, I you know, couldn't couldn't hold up to a lot of heavy attacks. So you were done. Yeah, so I I cheated a little bit. I'm not proud of it, but it happened. Happens. But uh, one uh, what I mentioned last week that I forgot really how awesome that game was. It's really and especially graphically, it looks fantastic. Um, some of the up close textures are kind of weird, but like all the the vistas that you look off in the distance and. Mm-hmm. It's just gorgeous, um, and I just came off of uh, Dragon's Dogma, which is another really good game, really good graphics. But I think Skyrim's draw distances, like because of how far you can see away, just make make it look that much better than uh, Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and then I played after I beat Skyrim this morning. I played Civ Five a little bit this afternoon. I got interested in that again because of the article about the guy that had played Civ Two for ten years. Ten years, yep. So I was like, I fire my up my Civ game. So I've been I've been trying to actually do a military victory, which I never get when I play civilization games. So I'm working on taking over everybody. I'm doing pretty oh well. Boy. Yeah, I usually get the either the economic victory or the cultural victory. I never get the military victory. So. Trying to go for something different this what, time. What's the economic or cultural victory? Uh, they're both. Uh, well, the the cultural victory is or scientific victory too. You can get, um, which is usually going to the moon. I think oh. is what is what it was. I don't know if it's the same in this one. Uh, the cultural victory is getting your culture high enough to the point where you can build like a special cultural wonder. Oh, okay. 
Kind of um, like if you build a wonder in like Age of Empires, there's a certain amount of time for the enemy to destroy it and you win. Yes, it's a l- little bit like that. Okay. But I think it's just if you build it, you win. Oh, nice. Uh, there's diplomatic victory, which means you get, I think if you get voted head of the United Nations. Right, Corey? Am I right? In Civ Five, I have no idea. Yeah, it's probably a little bit different, but that's how it was in the older Civ games. Yeah. But military victory is obviously you just take everybody over. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kind of want to play this game. It's sweet. Uh, I yeah, re- I want to play it too. I really like Civ. Need a better a little computer. Little imperialism never hurt anybody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I'm playing as the Russians too, Eric. I know you're not a not a fan. Oh, the UK. Uh, the UK. The UK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those guys. The Russians got knocked out of the Euro tournament. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm uh, Catherine the Great. So that's all I played. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm gonna end up playing for next week, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Corey, what do you got? Play Quantum Conundrum. Uh, no. What is yes, that? You are. Uh, I talked about it in our E3 episode. It's it's by some of the people that made Portal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the different dimensions. Yes. Fluffy and heavy, and I think that comes out tomorrow actually. Oh so. really? Maybe I'll try and get my hands on it. There you go. I do want to play something new. I do too. I'll probably Recommend try to get something new. That damn FIFA. Ugh. It's got the stranglehold on me, man. Word. All right, Corey, what'd you play? Well, I talked about bed, bed space. <laughs> Dead space last week. Um, I don't necessarily want to get into it too much today just because I honestly don't remember too much about it. Um, I can get into it a little bit. Is there anything specific I should talk about? I mean, I don't. No. The atmosphere of the game and the setting. Well, all right, yeah, that that that's a good thing to bring up. That's like I, the main character in that game, right? Is the atmosphere and the setting exactly? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I really adored about it because otherwise, it's just your your typical shooter, you know, um, with some some different little mechanics in there. And that's what bothers me most about the Dead Space Three coming out is that it's more action oriented. Again, like. Eric, I know you have some friends that are really excited about it, and that's uh-huh. fine, but like for me, I don't want to play a game like that. I want to play a game like the first Dead Space that has, you know, that that scary confined space. I mean, to me that's that's what that's Dead Space's charm. Um people that like more action-oriented games would probably wouldn't care, but I really don't. So Yeah, that's what I really liked about Dead Space. I don't know how much more you want me to talk about it. That's fine. That that that'll suffice. That'll do. Um, I, yeah, I will say, though, that I really like the storytelling in the game, too. And and uh, did we determine whether Bioshock came out before Dead Space? Bioshock came out first. Bioshock came out yeah, first. Yeah, they About have a, a lot year. in common in a lot of different ways. Um, a lot of the gameplay elements are the same. So if you really enjoyed Bioshock and you want a different setting for a similar, similar type of game, I would recommend Dead Space. That's right up my alley. Yeah, I would recommend it to you. I, I think you'd like it. Okay. And it's well polished. Yeah. Again, this is the first one. I haven't played the second one. It was my first experience. I probably played. I got halfway through the game, um, and then quit, and sent it back to GameFly to get Resistance. Oh, that was Dead Space. Yeah. Yes. That good? Yeah. That's important, <laughs> right? Good call. Um, yeah, I did that to get Resistance Three, which is another game I've been another uh, PS3 exclusive I've been waiting to get my hands on. It's a science fiction first-person shooter developed by Insomniac Games. And the story behind Resistance 3 and the Resistance series in general is that the U.S.
U.S. is the last nation standing against aliens known as the Chimera. Um, so th there's, it takes place in middle America. I think you're in Oklahoma to start. And you play a character who killed Nathan Hale, who I don't – don't quote me on this. I think is the character from the first two games. Um, so you play this guy that killed the character from the first two games. So you're in Oklahoma, and these aliens show up. And they attack you, and there's this doctor who lives in your town, and you think this doctor led the aliens to your town, and the doctor's like, maybe, but we got to go to New York because there's this wormhole over New York that's freezing everything. It's it's freezing the entire planet of Earth, so we got to go to New York to shut it down so that um, we can continue to survive. Because I guess the aliens thrive in, in frozen conditions. Uh -huh. um, couple of things i like about it is the setting i really like that that like post-apocalyptic middle america feeling um and i know games like fallout didn't necessarily take place in middle america well i guess uh fallout new vegas did take place in middle america yeah but just, just that like post-apocalyptic like everybody is living like it's the you know i don't know like everybody's amish almost you know what i mean yeah just that feeling in, in making the in, best of it What's that? <laughs> making the best of it. Yeah, making the best of it. And just everybody's struggling to survive and all that stuff. Um, so I really like that. And, and another thing I really like is the frantic combat uh -huh. that can happen. Um, there's this one thing where I was fighting this huge enemy uh, with, with the rest of my resistance force in the hometown before I took off to go to New York. Um, and they're like this thing charges at you and it freaks you out so much because it's so scary. And there's like a windstorm going on. Sandstorm, I should say. Um, so, like, you can't really see it. Everything's kind of obscured, and then all of a sudden it'll come at you out of nowhere. And I don't know. It's, it's a lot of fun in that regard. Um, my biggest dislikes for the game were that it felt a little weird. It's, it's the kind of game that demands you hide behind things, but it doesn't have a cover mechanic. Um, oh, I don't like awful. that. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like Halo, except you need to be behind cover most of the time. You can crouch. But there's no, like, you know, pop up behind cover to shoot. Like, you have to physically walk behind cover and just stand there. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. There's nope. no, like, button press to actually hide behind the cover and jump between cover. Because if I, I played on the uh, middle difficulty, and if you're out in the open, you're going to get freaking demolished pretty quick, especially when there's a lot of enemies on screen. Huh. It's tough to be okay with that after playing Gears. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... And I Halo, Halo, you have a little bit, even on... The, even on uh, like legendary, you have a little bit of leeway with your, you know, your shield, so you can take you some, some damage before you die. You got some time. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt a little weird to me. Um, my other big problem was that the game is it it broke for me. Like, um, I got to a certain level and it would just freeze up on me at the same spot every time. And I looked it up online, and I guess the problem a lot of people had. Hmm. And that's never a good thing. No. Um, it took place. I I I just got out of. Oklahoma. I don't want to spoil the game too much, so I won't talk about the story too much, but I just got out of Oklahoma. I was in the Mississippi, and then I got to St. Louis, and it kept freezing when I was in St. Louis every time. So when I, I restarted it a few times, it just kept freezing. You haven't been, able to, haven't been able to move on? Wasn't able to move on, so I was like, all right, kind of got my fill of Resistance 3. I'll ship it back. So I did. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. I, it, I guess... I can't talk about all the weapons because I didn't get them all, but one of the coolest weapons they had is called the auger, and you can actually shoot from behind cover. It's one of the alien weapons. You can shoot from behind cover, and it'll go through cover um, and hit your enemies. So you, 
if you call up the site, it's it's like seeing infrared through objects and stuff like that. So you can see your enemies if, even if they're behind a wall, and you can shoot through the wall to shoot them, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but it works both ways, so they can shoot you too if they have that gun. So I don't know. It, it's 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 fun, but at the same time, I was frustrated by the whole cover mechanic, and I just yeah. kept dying so fast, even though I had it on medium difficulty. And I, I mean, I'm not great at those games, but I'm good enough that the first, I shouldn't die a bunch of times in the first level. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's too bad, because that was one of the games that I was jealous of PS3 owners for having. I would recommend playing it. It could be that I'm just, like, missing a simple thing that I didn't catch on to. I don't know. Maybe I'm not doing something right. I well, have that game actually waiting for me to play it. It's not even that. It's the bug that wouldn't let you advance any further. Yeah, well, I guess it's the kind of thing where you have to delete your install and then reinstall it and reinstall all the patches and everything like that. But I was just like, yeah, I, I've just been trying to play a bunch of games I've thought about playing. Right. Um, not necessarily care to beat them or not. Just, you know, just play them through, like Dead Space. And right. What did I play before that? A couple weeks ago. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so then I booted up Saints Row the Third. Uh which is an open-world action-adventure kind of like your Grand Theft Auto games by Volition. And I will say that it is the best first 30 minutes of any game I've ever played. <laughs> really? <laughs> by far. Yeah. Um, so you control the leader of this celebrity gang called the Third Street Saints. Um, and you're, you're in, in the older games, it takes place in this city called Stillwater. And obviously, like, you rise up through the ranks and you get all these all these people to appreciate you but like in this game you're like celebrities and there's action figures and t-shirts and um uh, at the very beginning of the game you're like robbing a bank and the 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 police officers speak through their whatever their horns and they're like first sign your guns and then drop them to the ground (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 so over the top like that um in, in the very beginning, it's not really a spoiler because it happens in like the first 15 or 20 minutes of the game. You're jumping out of an airplane um, that is like going to crash. And you're jumping out and you have a parachute, but you're trying to catch up to somebody that doesn't have a parachute that you have to catch. But the bad guys are right behind you. So you're having a gunfight in the air while you're trying to catch up <laughs> this person. That's awesome. And open up your parachute. It's freaking brilliant. It's so much fun. And, um,. It is really over the top, but it's also self-aware in that it kind of like pokes fun at itself and the Grand Theft Auto games, well, which is kind of the charm of it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably something I would like. It It doesn't take itself too seriously, and that's exactly. that's take a good thing. Seriously at all? That's a good thing. Yeah. Um. So whereas a game like Grand Theft Auto slowly builds you up, like it doesn't start you off with the coolest stuff. You don't get the coolest stuff till later in the game in Grand Theft Auto, which are arguably the most fun parts of the game. Um, Saints Row gives you everything from the get-go so you can have fun with it throughout the whole game. Like, there's helicopters from the start of the game, and there's all these awesome weapons from the start of the game, and any vehicle you can get your hands on is available at the start of the game, and any area in the game is available at the start of the game. So it's 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 a blast. I've heard good things. Yeah, well, I kind of want to try that game. Do so so you think you're going to beat it? Yeah, and... It, of all the games I've played recently, it's the only one that I've I've like thought to myself, I can't wait to play some more Saints Row the Third. Nice, nice. It's it's, it's that much fun. Um, yeah. So, um, you're they're not really called lo- in the game. It's called respect, and everything you do earns respect for your character, and that's kind of how you level up. 
and there there's like game wide challenges to earn respect. Like one of them is get a hundred thousand miles uh, traveling in the wrong lane in a car. <laughs> so once you do that, like it unlocks respect. And every time you kill somebody, you earn respect. And how you kill, depending on how you kill them, you earn more respect. And uh, just like running over people earns you respect. <laughs> uh, going up on two wheels in a car earns you respect. Doing wheelies earns you respect. Having near misses with cars earns you respect. So it's all like you're slowly leveling up. And by leveling up, you unlock different abilities and, and upgrades to your weapons. And they call them like gang abilities. So that you can level up your gang. So if you're in like a gang fight, more people in your gang will show up to help you. Um, I don't know. I, I just love every bit about it. I, I found a parachute um, early on in the game and, and when you customize your character, you do that at the start of the game, you build a character that you want like you would in any RPG, but throughout the game you can change your character's appearance and in doing that you earn respect for your character. So you need money to do it, but if you do it it levels up your character. Because one of the problems I have with a lot of those games is it's just cosmetic, it doesn't have any influence on gameplay, yeah. but in game if you do it it will earn you more respect so there's like an incentive to play around with dressing up your character and everything like that so i gave my character a parachute to wear um but it turns out it's like the most useful thing ever because anytime i'm falling out of like a helicopter or off a building i just open up my parachute and glide down <laughs> that's fantastic and one of my uh, cribs they call them like gang hideouts if you have the police after you or another gang you can go into your gang hideout and it'll eliminate the threat by that um but in my penthouse which is like one of the tallest buildings in the city uh instead of taking the elevator down to the basement where i can get in one of my cars i have locked up i go to the roof to the helipad and just jump off to get into the city <laughs> and open up my parachute to land on the ground that's pretty awesome <laughs> so much fun like i just i the glass um there's like gla sliding glass doors out to the heli helipad and i haven't figured out how to go through them so i just blast them with a shotgun every time i need to go through <laughs> and then sprint out to the helipad and dive off and then open up my parachute <laughs> that's probably the only way to open the glass doors too yeah, in that I game it, it's just so over the top i was driving a car and i was on like a highway and somebody t-boned me and i flipped off the highway and landed in some guy's backyard come to find out in his backyard he had four wheelers which i had never seen in the game before so it was my first time like seeing a four wheeler and i did it by accident just by landing in this guy's backyard <laughs> I don't know. And, and the game modes are really fun and over the top, too. They have in, what's called insurance fraud, and you take your character, and the object is to get hit by as many cars as possible, and every time you get hit by a car, it'll tell you like how much you earned in insurance by doing it, and it'll give you a goal you have to reach. I think I remember that doing that in the first one. I played the first one for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like out in this, this busy intersection just bouncing off <laughs> cars all over the place and getting run over. It's fun. I think I that's know. a game I'm gonna have to look into. Yeah, I could talk about it for a while, but I actually the way I would describe it is just like a giant, awesome playground that doesn't tease you with the best toys. It just gives you them to yeah. play with right off the bat. Okay, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think uh, I think uh, Chase suggested we play this a while ago, mm -hmm. um, and I, none of us took him up on that until now. Yeah, but. it's one I've been meaning to get around to, and Giant Bomb gave it their game of the year last year, so it's fun. It's a blast. Okay. I haven't played a game that fun in a long... I've played better games, but not games that are that fun right. in a very long time. Okay. Well, excellent. 
Anything else, Corey? No, that's all. I all did. right. Well, I played a little Ratchet and Clank, but I didn't play enough to talk about. So okay. Well, that sounds awesome, actually. Saints Row. That's probably one I'll look into. It is not in the red box. I literally just checked because I was going to get it when I on my way home. Okay. I have a feeling they didn't put it in there because of probably some of the material in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably. look it up on Amazon. See how much it is. Forty-five bucks. I already. Looked. Oh, is it? Sign up for GameFly for the free months. Nope. Mm. Get it delivered. <laughs> I'd rather buy it and have it, especially if there's that much to do. Yeah. It's not a game I'm going to want to give up, at, you know, right away. Yeah, I've almost, I mean, there's different neighborhoods in this city that you're in, and I've almost got complete control over one, so. There's like five overall. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, that's everything for this week's episode. Uh, as usual, you can follow our our Twitter at TS Athlete, capital T, capital S Athletes, Facebook.com slash Thumbstick Athletes. If you're a listener and not liking us on Facebook, I'm not okay with that. As long, Unless you don't have a Facebook, then that's fine. Whatever. I don't have a Facebook either. so It's pretty easy to make one, so it's still not okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, you can make one. Uh, and, you know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, our voicemail number is 607-527-0547. So you could send us a voicemail. We always enjoy the voicemails. Um, and then our, our email address is thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. And we obviously enjoy our emails too mm-hmm. um or you could go to our website and and i think all that information is on the website you can follow the link to our facebook or the link to our twitter or send us an email from our website uh you can also on our website click through amazon and order saints row the third then you should yeah or something more expensive something more expensive is always good yes a 60 dollar game yep but yeah clear your cookies before you know before you go to our website clear your cookies and then click through our amazon banner and order saints row the third or a new computer whatever <laughs> whatever it is you're going to be ordering a couple new computers you probably use yeah all your business computers all your business needs pre-order some microsoft surface tablets yeah hell yeah that'll work so oh and i'm still trying to work on the audio quality a little bit i think I'll have to listen to this episode to see how it came out, but I'm still tweaking things. So if it sounds weird or quiet or or staticky or something, I, I am working on it, and I will be listening to make sure it comes out okay. So, but I mean, if you have any any input on that, just just let me know. If it sounds weird or quiet, keep me posted. So, uh, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it for episode. 48 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four. Hey, what's with the blinds and the these are so long and I can't even think. Hey, what's with food on airplanes? I don't get